We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What is up, Insomniacs? Cameron here with another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. As always, brought to you by Bucket of Wind. And I am joined today by... <laughs> I'm Mason. And Matt, we're back live. As always, live. I'm super excited for the show tonight. We have a lot of topics, huge slate of stuff to cover, so let's just jump right into it. The first thing I wanted to talk about, it's kind of a broad-sweeping topic. It's been sweeping the internet, and you know, as we plan out the shows, I usually look for one thing to really dive into and talk about. And what I wanted to talk about specifically was esports burnout. And this has kind of been a hot button issue for the past two years, and it's kind of bubbled up recently with the Overwatch League, right? So esports, we all know, this started out in fighting game arcades back in the eighties. This that was the 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 genesis of esports, yeah. Yeah. and with now it's this the huge Pixels movie. Now it's this huge multi-million dollar business with massive tournaments ranging yep. the entire globe. And with that, with money... athletes, just like any other professional athlete. Exactly. They don't make that cash, though. Dude, they're making... uh, Some of them. The top-level esports athletes are making buku bucks. But the thing is, now, when there's so much money and there are so many events to prepare for, these guys are waking up, playing the game for 12 hours, going to bed, waking up, looking at footage from past games and getting back into it. Mm -hmm. And with the Overwatch League, especially, this has bubbled up because... Unlike other esports leagues, right? With fighting games, you train on your own time. You don't have a coach. You might have a team that pays for you to go to events, but there are only a set number of events. Mm-hmm. And there's distances in between there where you can play the game as much as you would like. Some players like time off. They don't like to play constantly daily. Then you have games like League of Legends where players are playing constantly, but then you have a break in between seasons or splits. But the Overwatch League especially is getting into a lot of hot water because there's no break in between seasons. Wow. Seasons constantly bleed together. The thing that I find to be the craziest about esports is that the careers are so short. So much someone Like, I'm not even... Like, I'm in my mid-20s, and that would be considered the end of your career. Geriatric. Yeah, Yeah, but if you don't hit it big, what's next? That's the fucking problem. I don't know. I mean, your top earners... A top earner for 2017 was what? 2.4 million? In prizes, though. <laughs> but here's the thing. That's just prizes. When we talk about burnout, especially with the Overwatch League, you play you play until a championship. So you play for two months. There's the championship. And then right after that, they start the next season. You're playing multiple matches a day. You literally never get a break. If you stop to take off time, you lose progress. You're not as good. And there's a guy waiting to take your spot. And coaches encourage their players to play as much as possible because they know about burnout. They know that you only have two to three years to shine your brightest. Maybe even that's like a good career for an esports athlete. Three years of being on top and being dominant, you're a legend. Some guys only have one good season and then they rotate out. And with the Overwatch League, we've seen this. They've been leaving in droves. The most recent casualty was this guy named Mistakes, who is apparently this really great player. But he was sick of just grinding in 12-hour days nonstop. Yeah, now that you mention it, I think the thing to do is transition into being a personality. But the thing is... And make money through streaming. But, but yeah. the problem with esports is esports are largely predicated on people appreciating your gameplay and aspiring to be you. Yeah. That's a big... Unlike the NFL, you watch the NFL to see the feats of athleticism, right? Mm-hmm. But you watch esports to pine after Learn. something. That's the Learn goal. Learn about the game, yeah. 
get better at the game. Maybe one day you'll be an esports player, or you just want to have some casual fun with your friends, but you want to get better. You want to see the game at its best. Yeah, exactly. And That's you, I, I used to do that for uh, professional Call of Duty back in the day. I never aspired to be one of the greats in the world. Yeah, back but you then wanted, you were just playing game battles. Exactly, but, but you yeah. wanted to be the ultimate pub stomp or whatever. So then you would see how the pros played the game. And you play it more like them, you're inevitably going to do better. But you can attest to the fact that playing those game battles and grinding day in and day out with the team is exhausting. Oh, I took the fun you, out of it. Exactly. Dude. and you, I didn't even like – there was a point where game battles just became total shit. Really? Not, not fun. And there was, a, so there was actually this bit, there was a little bit of a scandal where a bunch of Dota players were found playing Counter-Strike. They were all like platinum in Counter-Strike or like highly ranked on the leaderboards in Counter-Strike because they were just so sick of playing Dota. They were like, guys, we just can't play this game 12 hours a day constantly. So they took like two weeks off and just played Counter-Strike the entire time. How did the team fare out after that? Oh well, they were reprimanded because it's like no. I meant, did they? Did they continue to perform well? Well, I know Dota teams aren't franchised like league teams, so you pretty much just have an organization. Oh well, so the organization deals with you. I can't imagine playing a game for twelve hours a day. I I got so into Call of Duty that I was like printing out the maps and literally drawing out lines of sight and highlighting. That's fucked up. And highlighting where the spawns are. You were very into it at a point. Yeah, and we, I've caught the esports bugs to, bug too. You know, I That's I crazy. played Injustice two an insane amount. I think the highest I hit was like three thousandth in the country, which is not good. It's you'd I'd be the lowest tier at a fighting game tournament, but everyone aspires to be really good at something. I think yeah, the fact just, that it's just so competitive. Yeah, That's crazy. And now you have and people start so young. I don't think people realize. That now the be- some of the best players in Fortnite are these 13 <laughs> 15, and 14-year-olds. 15-year-olds. 14-year-olds wow. who are garnering hundreds of viewers playing the game 12 hours a day and just grinding their fucking asses off. That blows my mind. And they have coaches telling them, look, like, you have to keep working. You know, you don't have that long to work within your career. And it- this is insane. This is, like, not even, like, you know how NFL running backs, you have a very short shelf. Yeah, three yeah. to six years. You have three to six years for maximum athleticism. With an esports athlete, we're hoping to get... Two to three years out of you. So that, that's a, that's an interesting point. What do you think falls off so drastically where it's an otherwise young person would be considered geriatric it, in their esports career? Well, it's the ability. Do you think their reaction time is severely suffering? Their hand-eye coordination just drops off a cliff? What happens? Here's why esports favors kids. Kids have a lot of time. No obligation. Exactly. Yeah. To devote... Everything no absolutely to video games. No bills. And also, you don't have a lot of other stressors. You have no bills, exactly. If you're paying your rent and you're working a 9 to 5, it's very hard to also push yourself to play 12 hours of a video game. Yeah, it can't be the best. On top of that. I just but that's sure. why I think the fighting game community has seen the least attr- amount of attrition. Because you have guys who are born competitors. Fighting game players are all about the competition. They love that. So there's no grinding that you get from like fun shooters like Overwatch or games like League, where it feels like you're taking the fun out of it when you try to get yeah. serious. The whole point of fighting games is to get better at the fighting game and beat people. And well, that's why you see people in the FGC, they last longer. They go to tournaments like Combo Breaker, Evo. And it and it's also a communal thing. Whereas now, at FGCs, it's about individual players, right? Yeah. And although you're on a gaming team and you may practice together... Those game, it's like a social event. <laughs> solo players meeting up with solo players. Yeah, the fighting, the fighting game scene must be entirely different because they have absolutely no team dynamic. Yeah. So you and lose so do, much there, and if just... you, because if you if you fuck up, it's so, entirely on you. So it's the last man standing. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Right. So you have a double elimination bracket. 
You get sent to loser's bracket, you have a chance of making it back into the grand finals, one winner of every tournament per game. And that's what I love about it. And plus, the FGC, it's so communal. There's no corporatization. So you're meeting up with different personalities. It's almost like a con as much as it is a tournament. Ah, okay. Because you're meeting up. Whereas you know, they got to hate each Whereas other with professional league, yeah, that's part, that's part of the allure of the fighting game. Oh, okay. There's so much drama. But whereas you have like games like uh, League of Legends and Overwatch, you have these giant corporate uh, um, entities. entities that own teams. And they push people to the absolute best. And you play on a stage in front of everyone. It's yeah. about team dynamics. What's the team grossing in merch sales? So you see these guys just wow. get absolutely ground out. Yeah. But and plus, that's there is something to be said about where the fun ends. Mm-hmm. And you have to be a true competitor to play games like Overwatch consistently. There's no stopping in their seasons. Imagine if the NFL had a season and then the next week the next season started. Well, they've uh, they've posed that before about making the seasons longer. And players have always and said longer never and longer. And, well, they because you them- risk fatigue, yeah. injury, burnout. You're going to shorten their careers even more. <laughs> That's the big thing. That's the reason they don't want more in a 16 game season. They've even tried to make it less. So. But in leagues like the Overwatch League and League of Legends, they're still wearing leather helmets. Yeah, but the interesting this thing is, about Overwatch and League of Legends is that, like the allure surrounding those games is so great they can sell out stadiums. That is true because so it's so competitive. It, exactly, so it'd be beneficial to just run. The, if you're a businessman, run and you're investing in the team, you want as many events as possible. It's like yeah. the UFC nowadays. Yeah, they, they literally in China they sell out giant arenas. Everybody going to watch people play on a big screen. Yeah. Yep. Whereas in LA, the, in, in North America, the game is kind of like. Dwindling as we're falling into the Fortnite era, right? But they still have they sell out of like a, a venue in LA every week for the NALCS. Really? And then the Overwatch League, they also have a location in Los Angeles, and it was kind of funny because some people who were playing League of Legends qualified for the Overwatch League and so, were cut from their league teams. Oh, really? Yeah, because they they don't let you play in multiple leagues. It's here or there, man. That's that's insane. Up. It's insane. But so why wouldn't they just move them to? Alternate days. I mean, does it take a whole weekend to get a challenge out? Well, I mean, regardless, dude, it's just, it's it's so insane how I find out all these things, but our players are being asked to play, oh, well, you have scrims, and then you meet with your coach and go over gameplay, and then you pl- you're expected to play by yourself, queuing up by yourself in the game. And that just blows my mind. I've played Overwatch, you know, I've streamed it, and it, I've played for like five hours at a time. And let me tell you, just five-hour play sessions... They're fun, but if I had to wake up and do that daily and oh then play at a hyper-competitive level... Because when I'm playing by myself, I'm picking troll characters, I'm fucking around. Yeah, you can't do that. If you're taking it dead serious, putting on your gunner glasses, getting the game lube on... You're wearing those... You know those, like, hot bags people roll yeah. on their hands? These guys... Why? It's to warm up your hands. Really? To stop from pain in the joints. That's just amazing to me. It's, it's fucking unreal. And job. I think they that eventually so we should see, moving away from these wow. giant leagues that force players to play a lot, to make it more like the FGC. I don't know how you do that because you, in the fighting game community you have individuals, so it's a bit more you know, separated. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see that more. You know, if you, if you actually play some games, though, and then you watch the pros, it's actually really, really impressive. Like, I play PC shooters, like, leisurely, but then you watch professional Counter-Strike players... And you're still able to like appreciate what they're doing, and it's uh, honestly insane. 
Really? So it you really can is. just, instead of going to arena, you can tap in and watch streaming online? Yeah, if they're streaming uh, a tournament on Twitch or something, you can watch the best like, Counter-Strike players in they're the world. They're all streamed. And it is absolutely So is it bonkers. sniper first person? It, uh, or team, team matches? Counter-Strike, it's a first-person shooter, but it greatly favors accuracy. So you can see people just shoot a pixel across the screen with, like... In our heyday, we were pretty good Call of Duty players. Oh, with a controller, though. And These we, people are uh, yeah. ridiculous. With a controller. But would you play Call of Duty 12 hours a day... Comparatively, and just drop everything because these kids, no. it's like following a dream now. Maybe, I was, some I was kids, some I was kids hire, some kids hire coaches. Maybe Their parents I send them to academies. Maybe I would have back when or, I was sixteen. So that yeah. might that might say something about the the lifespan of a Call of Duty player or Maybe a professional if I were, gamer in general. You got yeah. a point. If I were fifteen and I was playing at the top of my game, now I'm just like good in public matches. I'm not. And not only that, special. but I don't like the desires. Not really exactly there. like, the, and plus that's a thing to be said. The drive for an esports player dies out pretty quickly because oh, now if I have one match that goes poorly, I'm just like I'd rather play Skyrim again or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just boot that up to have fun because it's well, yeah, it's so relaxed. It's to be. And the only thing I can find myself playing now competitively is fighting games because you'll play these games like Overwatch and League that are just so hyper competitive. This is the thing I never understand. And I don't mean to interrupt you is is taking the things that we are supposed to do and make the and having fun at them. They turn them into these fucking corporations, turn them into these events to generate more fucking cash to capitalize on more fucking people. And then they have thousands of kids trying to be competitive players yeah, in their games. Just don't fucking get and it. that's what I fell into a bit with League earlier on. I played League for like 2 years. You have fun. I mean, and I was. That's why I stopped playing. And I'm the biggest fucking grinded out motherfucker on the planet most times. But you know what? I mean, Jesus I was God. having. Uh, that's why I stopped playing league because I remember I was playing it and I was like, I'm more stressed out. Yeah. After I play video games to chill, exactly. well, than doing like schoolwork or working at a job. Like my leisure time activity was more stressful than things were that are supposed to stress me out. Yeah, but how many? Which threw me through a fucking loop. I was like, what? How many controllers did you guys see me break? I mean, oh, I mean seriously. Yeah. I'm not having a good... When's the last time we saw me play a video game? Yeah. Nerd rage style. Oh, sure. It's just to the point where <laughs> we it's, all, it's not All fun. three of I us have that gamer rage. I broke my controller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wings of Redemption level fucking shit. Uh, well, no, I never really threw it. I threw it on the ground. Yeah. But, but then immediately, unlike a socio- like 60 exactly. bucks. Unlike a sociopath, as soon as you threw it, though, you were like, like oh, uh, shit. I think I, I very money. rarely threw my controller. I would just use my words, mostly. I just oh, bitch dude. nonstop. You don't know how many... Dude, if they had recordings of when I would oh, play Call of Duty when I was 14, yeah. 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 I, I said some horrific stuff. Yeah, I would just be upset. Just that go below the belt. will p- position a cushion in front of them, so if they do fucking throw it down, they don't break it and shatter it into many yeah. pieces. Because I've been there, I, and that's the reason I stopped playing. It's not as much fun. I mean, I mean, Gears of War was the best game I had the most fun playing. So that's why RPGs are just the way to go. <laughs> it you is. enter I an entire, really, you enter new entire realm. competitive games. You can play competitive games like fighting games and still have fun as long as you don't take them so seriously to the point where you're regimented. My thing is once you realize that you're getting better and skill and like you're like, oh, I have some level of skill here. And then somebody beats you. It's oh, yeah. tough to not take that a little personally. For that's some what reason. it is. That's and then they, they teabag you or they call you a piece of shit. That's what they call the crossroads. Yeah. And it's a commonly known esports thing. You reach the crossroads when you get to a certain level of skill where you decide I'm going to take the game super seriously mm-hmm. and start regimented training or 
I go back to casual. casual. Play. Yeah, that's yeah. the tough part because once you start, like, you realize that you're doing better. Yeah. You're like, oh, I can like beat the average person. Then you come across someone who beats you, and you're like, you motherfucker. Yeah, and that's what I think a lot of people who always they love the idea of being a pro. If you go on any league or Overwatch sure. streamers chat, they're like, There's I want to be a pro someday. I know I'm the lowest tier in the game, but I have a dream. And I think they just like the idea of being, being a pro. And also, yeah. I hate to break it to you. If you don't reach the crossroads within like two years of playing a game. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's yeah. not going to happen. It's a dream that you should let die. Yeah. And I feel like that You'd hurts a lot of people's be feelings. probably better for it. And if you honest. talk to a lot yeah. of... If you talk to a lot of people in the Overwatch community, they'd probably be like, no, I'm 15 and my dream is to play professional Overwatch. And I'm like, is it? You know, because you would have been taking it more seriously beforehand. You know, if you play for two years and you're not, and you haven't reached that point of like, oh, I'm getting pretty good. I'm, yeah. I'm in or, Masters. Or I'm getting a tryout. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm in Grandmasters. Like, should I maybe try harder at this? Maybe take it all the way? Yeah, Definitely. And I think that the end that finish line, I don't think it's looking very good. Yeah. Like if you are a yeah. pro, unless you're just godlike and you know it, like a guy like Sonic Fox, who's winning every tournament, where he he placed in the top eight at Evo for Injustice Two after not practicing on the game for months. Well, yeah, I guess that's just a different kind of person. But for every for Sonic every Fox, guy, there yeah. Yeah, thousands of people were like who grind out thousands of matches, like this guy who's a three thousand ranked Batman and thought he was hot shit. Yeah. But I reached the crossroads, like you said, and I was like, oh, I'm playing like regional competitive <coughs> guys now and just mm -hmm. getting my shit pushed in. And I just didn't want to allocate 10 hours a day yeah, to, to learning combos and matchups. And But I still had a lot of fun with the game. Just knowing. Did you, though? Yeah. I mean, because I didn't get more serious. Yeah. Because I kept it casual. I ended up having a my lot of fun. My thing is, once you finish something like that and you've invested all that time. Hopefully, there's something you can like evaluate based and on take that, away from and that take and away fun. from it exactly, and you can apply some of those skills you learned or something you you've taken See, away to your me. actual life because you could have invested that time into you know learning how to play an instrument yeah or and you know what something that, that would actually make your life I think, better I think fighting games make you way more less rage prone. Because you have to swallow your pride so much when you play a fighting that game. That might be a valuable Because skill. if you get sauced on by a guy and he's teabagging it you. It is one-on-one. -on -one. And I can't imagine. In a fighting game, you lose. And the mental factor is so huge in fighting games. That's why I love the community so much. I don't know. Well, the thing about shooters, they're so random that if you die a few times, it's like, well, it's not that big of a it's deal. But to, if you, you lose, can chalk it up to math. Exactly. Gosh, but if in a lose, fighting game, he's inside your head. Yeah. And he's guessing what you're going to do. And he knows what you're going to do before you. And he uses it against you. And they get hyphy at those tournaments. That's why I love that community. And I still have fun with fighting games just because of that. Because I know I'll sauce on some guy and be like, I sauced on you. I didn't beat your team or catch you in a head glitch. I beat you. And that's why I love that game. I don't know. It's the same reason I like MMA because that fighter beat that guy. There's no dispute. Yeah, but that. those are two totally different worlds. Well, no, it's esports really. and sports. And one-on-one -on -one competition. I can appreciate both of them because I, I recognize actually, I the competitive can't. spirit. <laughs> I think there's it's all competition at the end of the day. Mm, it really yeah, is. Not really. It and is plus, though. What's, why not what's be, the difference? Why not be difference? a fighting game competitor? Yeah. Not get other than the obvious exactly. virtual world versus reality. That's my whole point. Because you know what? Most times, you're that won't translate. It doesn't translate over the 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 grind that you have to put in to be an esports player. And I know you're saying I have no idea, as opposing to being a professional athlete are two totally different worlds. One, I'm not going to say they're not both mental in some aspects, mm -hmm. 
But in your everyday life, I really believe that an athlete is going to be more prepared for a lot of different occupations or lifestyles or events or things that go on in his world or her world. I think that line is getting blurred more and more as we go on. You know, because, oh, maybe you were right. Maybe the scruffy nerd herder <laughs> kind of guys in the 80s and 90s that you were privy to, the guys who were going to arcades, they definitely weren't as socially equipped or regimented. They were more couch potato gamers. But now you have these guys who... I think they work so much that the work ethic is very similar. It's very contagious. Point. And I think that, that it's getting to that point Depends where if you wake up, you train, you're regimented in everything you do. Mm. And then if they take that same work ethic and then they apply it to something else, I think they'd be just And then successful. the competition, it's reached a level to where I'm like, wow, it really is like watching a sport. And I can get the same hype from an amazing fight <clears throat> and I can get it from a tournament. And I that's think not that's not to really say that special. that's the case for every game or every community, though. No. Like, golf is boring as fuck and we golf is also boring yeah mm -hmm. well i mean Just even it, well we're talking about <laughs> esports so like some games that have a smaller esports community like call of duty or, or clash royale clash royale's gaming are, community. are you trying to tell me there are people that play competitive golf on Wii no. sports no no, no, no i was no. trolling he was joking okay was i was about to go wow suddenly but there was a clash a royale that another new, level there that mobile game clash royale they used to have. They were starting up an esports scene, and now an organization just disbanded, and it's starting to show that maybe the season's going to get canceled. So there are esports that implode. Right. Whereas sports, you have long standing basketball, the, the NFL. You've been playing. You've been playing an esport for sixteen hours a day, two years, and then it implodes on you. What the fuck are you going to do? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. You just go you know shit. Else? Do something well, else. <laughs> that's why I think. Yeah, but you know what? It's all. It, it, time is not relative. Everybody says that fucking phrase. You've been wasting your life doing something for two years. You don't have an occupation. You don't have a fucking career. Here's the dangerous thing, and you got to it. And, and, and that's the whole point that I'm making because you can't turn around and do that and then go, oh, oh, now what do I do? Well, welcome to the time sunk fallacy. This is a huge thing, exactly. especially with games. Fallacy? No, no, no. I'm getting to it. Okay. Uh, and, and it is what you think it is. So you pour time into a game. Yeah. And the time you've poured into a game justifies you further playing. Because you say, oh, well, I've played this game. I like, for instance, League of Legends. I played League of Legends for two years, right? Yeah. Trying to get really good at the game. Devoted hours to it. In my mind, I can go, well, I've already come this far. I've played it for this long. Why not keep playing? I've already wasted so much time playing this game, tr getting good at it and learning the ins and outs. Why am I quitting? And a lot of people use that. You feel silly. It's the same reason why people don't leave cults, right? Because you realize... No, that's true. You realize five years into a cult, oh my God, yeah. I got duped. <laughs> well, we heard that. And you don't want to look like an idiot. People yeah. have said so many times, What's they realize... Uh, Leah Remini. Lemmy said her mom didn't rat her, turned her after she finished like this highest level saying, yeah, it is shit, but. You realize 20 I, I, years in. Yeah. I, what the fuck do I do You now? don't want to look like a loser yeah. and that's your community all now. All this fucking money. Yeah. All these people. I got no place else to go. Nothing and else to do. Tons of YouTubers <laughs> have like made videos about this magic card use fly. Talked about the time sunken fallacy with League especially. Oh my God. And you waste so much time there. You're like, what? Then if you I give up on the game, then it is wasted time. Yeah. And it is garbage time. And I think that there's a way to skirt around that for players who love the game. You could say, well, no, I had time. I spent time with my friends. It was a social interaction time. The same way people meet up with their friends at bars after work. Yeah, that's time well spent, too. Exactly. It's leisure time. You know, you're having making memories I with friends. I honestly think it is, though. 
Yeah. And well, you have to time? you have to view yeah you have to view time like that by uh, the I would by agree. the moment and well, you can't assess it and be like I was playing this game for X amount of hours and it's not going anywhere therefore it was a waste now, of time. Now if you're playing by yourself to try to reach a competitive level though, well then it may have been a waste of time. And it and <laughs> well, if you give up on it then it is wasted time. I mean, it's not if you're trying to get a career maybe in working for a gaming company that makes games that you want to maybe have some input on. I mean, are any guys making that type of transition? Well, well Sonic Fox, funny you mentioned that, he is the Tom Brady of fighting games. Okay, so that's And he's going to college to make his own fighting game. Well, now, oh, there you now go. we're into an entirely different thing where it's like the ends justify the means, you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, I'm trying, to, I'm you're trying right. to find something yeah. that you could extrapolate from Yeah, it. from this but going, we're saying, you didn't fucking waste your whole goddamn life or three fucking years. But I think at the end of the day, exactly. you need to realize you played games, you me- you made memories, and that's what you need to take away. Well, again, maybe but that's why... are those the fucking memories you want? There, I've had a lot I of mean, epic getting in-game moments with my friends that we still talk about. Oh yeah, I have some of the fondest memories in playing Call games Duty, in like Call of Duty lobbies. Just for my pub childhood. stomping, playing, so much fun. spawn trapping, kids. Really? So much fun. De- dead serious. And maybe, maybe that's why the careers start when you're 14, so that when you once you've sunk in three years into this game, you can still recover and have a fruitful life. Yeah, you reach your crossroads at 16, I'm just and then away. you commit. You go pro until you're 21, and then you I don't move know. on. I, I, it's a different time. And we've had, and here's the crazy thing: it's a different. Time. People can reach competitive levels in games and still leave for other careers. You can do that. There was yeah. a league player who decided not to. He left the pro scene to go to medical school. Whoa! Yeah, that's a big change. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty disgusting. Probably smart move on his part, though. Huh? Yeah, of, of course. If you're playing a game. Not that there's anything wrong with being a pro gamer. It's just if you know what you signed up for and you fully accept those like things that are expected of you and you love that game so much mm-hmm. that you're willing to do that, more power to you. There are guys out there like that. Bjergsen is fine with playing the game 14 hours a day, going to sleep, waking up, and rinse repeating. You know, there's no- What game does he play? He plays League of Legends. He's considered <laughs> the best in North America at the game. That now, League ridiculous. of Legends, that is, what's that? It's a five-person oh, team-based okay, team game. I remember seeing that now. Whereas, I'm telling you guys, if you wanted to get into a competitive game and have fun with people, interact with a vibrant community, and not get burnt out, fighting games. Because there are players at every skill level. One-on-one team. Or one-on-one or team. It's one-on-one. It's one-on-one. Really? And you meet up with people, you have fun, and you can play against <sighs> people who suck. Like, I play Smash. Like, Super Smash Bros. Just play open-world RPGs. Super Smash Bros. and I'm terrible at it. Just load up an open world RPG and just run. You're, around. you're, you've, you've gotten to the point where you're just like, I'm just gonna play Fallout, and it's so much more fun, dude. Your real life stressing you out? Just jump into Skyrim or Fallout, and then just run around in this virtual world for a little bit. That, that's it's actually that's relaxing. But, but we'll no. we'll shift away from like yeah. Witcher, Ghost. But let us know what you think about esports burnout in the comments below, and what you think of esports in general, and what your favorite community is. That just blows my mind. Yes, exactly. But moving on, we want to talk about a trend that has taken the internet by storm. It's just amazing to me with that new movie that dropped on Netflix, Bird Box. People are. I guess uh, challenging themselves by blindfolding themselves and trying to do different yeah. events. So the story in Fast Forward, <coughs> in the movie Bird Box, there are these Cthulhu Lovecraftian monsters that if you look at them, you you kill yourself. 
So the characters yeah. in the movie resort to blindfolding themselves to get around and maneuver. You go insane. So this this the if you're listening to this podcast, most chances are you've seen the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So the internet the fucking world is seen has it. been taken a storm by people doing the bird box challenge, where they strap on fucking blindfolds and try yeah. to commit like Combing two different their hair, tasks. Coffee. Some dude r- r- tried running on a sidewalk. He went down uh, uh, the subway stairs. <laughs> Yeah, he broke a couple bones, ended up in the ED. Jesus. I wonder how the blind community feels about this. Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's, that's how actually they, great. That's they're how all they... just staring and they're like, hey guys, this is kind of a fucking offensive. Yeah. It's not the bird box challenge to them. It's called life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's called Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just woke up on another day and I can't see anything. Can't see I a gotta, fucking thing. I got I to gotta kind of go through everything and you guys are walking around like it's the it's a trend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fucking funny to me. And I've seen some fucking ridiculous ones. People have faked them, pretending to drive and look <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. But I feel like this will cut down on carbon emissions. Yeah. This is our population control because we're going to have people walking out in the fucking street. Absolutely fantastic. Getting clipped How by a bus. selection has adapted <laughs> It'll weed people out. <laughs> I'm absolutely not doing the bird box fucking challenge. I know. You got to be Josh. Before it was like the slower of us were, were slowly <laughs> taken out. And now it's the people who decide to put blindfolds on and do dangerous things because of some stupid movie. This seems like what 4chan trolls made up to injure people. Like I it's can't. one of those. You know how they have those like false flag social movements? I just can't even fathom. It does sound like a made-up challenge, right? That's literally, I think it's a, the troll community per- perpetrated the bird box challenge. Because you would not otherwise convince me to strap on a fucking blindfold and try to do shit. And film yourself pouring coffee or It is absolutely. The memes from bird box are fucking hilarious. Oh, they're, they're, they're glorious. They're so good. It's like a whole culture, people coming up with memes. Oh, memes oh are wa- half of why I'm on the internet. I've literally, I, I saw that one meme where it was like, when you're trying to get your girlfriend to see your point. And it's Sandra Bullock sitting in the boat with a fucking blindfold on. I laughed for like a minute straight. Oh my god! Oh my fucking god! Who fucking wrote that? That's fucking a genius. (laughs) Genius. Yeah, the Mozart of our time. Someone who's ascended. (laughs) Just Mr. Manhattan, fucking. I don't know. Opening his third eye. He's in my head. He's in my head. (laughs) Dear God. Next thing I wanted to talk about was some. Reboots I thought were pretty interesting. They're going to be coming out. It's the year of reboot. That's right. And it's going to be coming out. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has seemed to have signed on. It's still in production. They're ironing some things out. That old uh, series that was in the 70s, Ironside, about the detective who got shot in the back. He's permanently in a wheelchair, and he goes out solving crime. I think it's a pretty good fit for Robert Downey Jr. in the next coming year. He's probably a terrible cop. He could not give chase. (sighs) Stop! They don't have to do that anymore. Put the gun down. That's like that sounds like a nickname you <laughs> give someone to make fun of them. <coughs> Ironside. Yeah. Do you think when he goes around corners chasing someone, he drifts with one of the brakes? You have to. Oh my god. <laughs> just he should. pulls it if and not, just slides. Missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> if there are not down. stunt driving wheelchairs in that show, I'm disappointed. He would definitely need like a like a three point harness or a lap belt though. <laughs> If he's, if he's doing shit like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's Jeez. like that old thing you ever see. They called it, a, what, murder ball? About the guys in wheelchairs actually playing basketball. Oh, and they're my banging fucking each God. Other, yes. Knocking each other out of the and wheelchair. You can, you can whip your wheel around and yep. hit him in the hand. Hit him and stuff. Yep. And oh, my God. Them. Oh, yeah. What? They're actually strapped into the chairs and they're made of a... That's There's fantastic. aluminum boards and stuff. Two extremities down. Let's damage another. Oh, what yeah. The and they were playing basketball and, and hitting each other. Oh, yeah. 
they're you know it's combat. Now, is it cheating if I play with them? No, no. If I'm in if a wheelchair, strapped I'm strapped chair. in a wheelchair. Is and that you, fair? Yeah, that is fair. I think that's completely. I feel fair. like it'd be heavily frowned upon though if I take the first place trophy. Wow. And I stand up on the podium. It depends on what state. I want to thank really? every, if I stand on the podium, I want to thank my fans. As long as you played the game fairly. I that's right. Sure. But you know what? It all depends on what state you're in. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do it. If you're in Washington, they might fucking stone you. I was going to yeah. say, they're going to put me in like, I'm going to go to Starbucks and I'll just people will start chants. Yeah. Fucking start Facebooking live. Oh my God. This piece of shit. Yeah, look at this guy. Isn't that the guy that won the Death Ball thing? And the next one's going to be Rocketeer. It was uh, another movie you can see up at the movie poster up on Twitter page if you follow us. It was a bit of a crappy movie, I thought. Uh, a lot of people liked it, but a guy gets a, a rocket pack, straps it on, starts fighting the Nazis. But that looks pretty one, good. It's kind of like Art Deco, that yeah, poster that right poster. there. I love the poster. And it turns out Disney actually acquired the rights, and they're going to turn it into an animated feature for kids. Oh, no. You know what that means. Uh-oh. No Nazis? <laughs> no, the lead is going to be uh, an Asian kid who was raised in Mexico. Wow. <laughs> as diverse as possible. His best friend <laughs> is going to be an Australian black guy. Named Sunshine. <laughs> named Sunshine. Oh, wow. Jesus Christ. We'll get some comments now. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to get some letters. And then those, uh-huh. No, no, those are the two leads, and yet it's going to take place. In, uh, and they're going to be voiced by like fucking Kevin Hart and The Rock. Exactly, and it's going to take place in like England or something. Oh, yeah. just yeah, just hit all the markets everywhere. Yeah. Exactly, by Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Dude, Netflix. Oh, no, we were scrolling through Netflix. Oh, it's Half horrible. of the fucking films and shows are foreign. And, and they and hide du- it. And they dubbed. They, they hide dub the everything. fact that they're dubbed shows. So you'll watch the trailer and they'll intentionally cut away from shots where people are speaking directly are at the camera. not trying to make any shows here in the USA anymore? And that's not me even hating on foreign shows. I'll watch. I'll watch them too, but I mean literally. Well, yeah. I, I hate foreign comics, but yeah. Well, foreign comics because it's, it's all derivative they're not, humor. It's well, they're not, not funny. Yet. They're not we're, funny. We're more advanced. <laughs> We literally are. And that's not even like me trolling. I watched, we watched a Malaysian comedian and he was doing like old Eddie Murphy bits. Yeah. Because he it's didn't write anything new. They're well, just no, bu- no they're, bu- they're more behind scene the scene is behind. Exactly. It's almost like how the Japanese music scene was behind us. So like the Beatles reached them in like the 80s. Well, like that whole style. It's not even, I, I think. Uh, I agree. 100%. But then where you go with, uh, what is it, South Korea and their music scene? They're taking over the world. Oh, well, that's imported government-funded music. Yeah. Oh, my God. The K-pop. Only... When I found that, that found out that that was government-commissioned when it first yeah. started, that blew my fucking mind. They signed contracts, like, lifetime deals. That's terrifying to me, though. Dude, shout out to fucking, hey, guess what, though? They are the tightest groups I've ever seen. Tightest? Like, Where are you going By, like, tightest choreography, best hey. singing. Yeah, well, you would, too, if they threatened to shoot you in the well, back of the head if you don't get steps yeah. right. What's the one, BTS, that's, like, the worldwide one that's known? BTS. Boys yeah. That Sing. No, it's <laughs> not. going boys a whole other way there. It's definitely not Boys Bind That Sing. Tie. <laughs> but they're fucking good. Like, I watched some of their videos. They're not really? t- They're not bad. Mm. Oh, I'm getting hated on right now. Hey, you know what? There's another one, like, in K-pop, guys. Oh, yeah. Never mm. give in. See, I, I could retract. I could backpedal now. You're I'm doubling down. I'm going to no, buy. No, but they are insanely famous. I'm going to buy a BTS fucking hoodie. And they also have, no offense, the craziest fans in the have, world. I've seen young American girls literally cry watching Lose their shit. Kelly Ripa made like one comment. I think she was like, oh, I don't even oh, know yeah. about that K-pop. She called BTS K-pop. Yes. Which instead of calling them the band name, she just called them the genre name. Yeah. And BTS fans Lost fucking their shit. reamed yeah, her they, on they, Twitter. They came oh. for her. She was getting a lot of weird characters she had never seen before yeah. flown yeah. at her. That doesn't that even make funny. sense. 
But it, well, it kind of makes sense. Why? That's like saying you're disrespecting. Oh, here's the band Rock. Oh, that's what she did. Yeah, she was like, oh, that's K-pop. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because yeah. she didn't know that oh, it's a goodness. different thing. It might not have been Kelly Ripa. It might have been like Hoda or some shit. No, I, I think it was Kelly Ripa. I think he nailed it. Propitious. But they went on their show and they were like, oh, here's K-pop. And oh, I was okay. like, oh, cringe. Whoops, yeah. cringe. But it's it's not their fault because like, would she know what K-pop is? Like, know your audience. She should, though. She should, though. This, it's this, massive. It's well, been scheduled it's, it's on not the not show. Only, it's and not only that. S- they should have somebody there in the studio to prep her on it. Yeah, and let her know. And plus, <laughs> they sell out stadiums in America. That's the crazy thing about, like, BTS. And I think there's another big band. I, I know, but I don't know their names. And while she's technically right. Steps, so. Yeah, and while she's <sighs> technically right, the designation is so broad, it's still offensive. That's like having a guest on your show and being like, here is mail. <laughs> Literally. Oh, that's fucking it's funny. It's that fucking bad. Oh, that's, uh, that's a good way of putting Here's it. Here's a new band up and coming rock. <laughs> yeah. Here yeah, is female. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and in this thing, you gotta And then careful. your guest doesn't is even it, know that he or she's it, supposed to come out. So it, they're just like looking around the curtain like. But well, since well, you guys. Is it, is it he, her, or. Zimzer. Zimzer. <laughs> Here comes Zimzer. Here comes they. I knew you would know that. <laughs> they. Yeah, they. Dude, the fact that one person can use they <laughs> pronouns is so fucking... I knew you would fucking love throws... that. Oh, I no lit offense. the fire. Like, okay, it's all chill. I'm cool with whoever you are. It doesn't matter. If you're comfortable yeah. in your own skin, we're cool. But the fact that you <laughs> use... One person can use a plural pronoun blows my fucking yeah. mind. And we're I all just know. like, oh, they're here. They, oh, is that their car? No, it's your car. See, it's they, his car. Did you know they did that it's when I was car. a kid? But it was a fat joke, so it was all right. Really, they yeah. did? Oh, fuck. That's mean. Oh, my funny. God. That <laughs> is Mostly funny. It was mostly funny, though. Funny. Mm. Yes. Well, the next... But, re- by the way, really quick, though, I'm doubling down and getting okay. a BTS hoodie. Because fuck you guys. Really? Do it. Do it. I want to see you wear here on the show. I'm not going to prevent I'm that. I'm going to pick up chicks yeah. at like fucking... Really? Are you? Chicks? No, no, fucking no. Oh, wait a minute. Are you? Are you oh, though? dude. Are you? Are you though? I'm going to go to the club and be like, what's up? I'll play K-pop <laughs> as I'm rolling up to the club. I don't think you're going to do that. I don't do think that. that'll happen. Fucking start mm-hmm. boxing my face to some K-pop. Yeah. See, he hasn't picked yeah. up any girls yet, so yeah. I don't oh, think he's going to get this hoodie and get this ball rolling. I think you'd be surprised. Would I be though? Next reboot. Cameron's like, next reboot. And the next reboot is Snowpiercer, the post-apocalyptic, I'll get it right, uh, movie that took place on the train. Yes, this was like a smash fucking hit. It's nothing (laughs) sacred. Snowpiercer, do you think it's bad that they're getting a show? Uh, It's a TV show? It's a TV show on TNT. I'm all set. Okay, when I love... I thought it was going to be a movie. No, not a movie. I'd be cool with them getting a TV show. If it weren't on TNT. Yeah, they're going to have to be edgy with it or it's just not Because TNT is known for just having meh, meh everything. I know. Meh I know. shows. Like Burn Notice. Burn Notice was yeah, we said just that. okay. Every other episode. I feel like that was or their- every other season. Yeah, that's how they advertise the show. Burn Notice. Okay. The thing about that movie anyway is you just had to not think about so many of the factors. That were in play, yeah. I know. It's just like, so the train keeps moving. On its own. <laughs> on its own. On its own. We Nothing ever gets on the tracks. It never... What, like it's what, just, where's the energy coming from? Yeah. No, don't think about that. Don't just think enjoy the that. movie. Chris Evans is in it. It's, it's, it's still it's, cool, the fact that there's like the cast system and there's different classes of people on the train. Like, that's cool to that's me. That's cool. That's a very yeah. cool dynamic. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh, so skeptical. Yeah. Oh. Well, well, yeah, because now it's a TV show. what he's saying. Now it's a TV show. You guys are so disrespectful. I, well, they, they have a lot of that holes That is true. They, they have a lot of holes to fill. They do have a lot of lore holes to fill. Yikes. 
Because in a movie, you can leave that ambiguity. Yeah, exactly. Because, because it's, it's an part hour of the mystery. Exactly. It's 90 minutes. It's part of the sci-fi mystery. How are you going to do a first season? 12, On 14 TNT. Episodes. Yeah. Especially when suspense dramas suck fucking cock. Like Lost. Lost is Which... the biggest time suck of a fucking show. People hey, guys, love that hey, show. Hey, guys. Really quick. If you like Lost, fuck you. <laughs> Because let I me mean, tell you, that is the biggest... J.J. Abrams, that, that is, made his fucking work. That is the biggest honey-dicking of my life. I kind of agree the end was, was really... I'm sure watched... Snowpiercer will fall a similar track and just really? run for like six seasons, answer no questions, <laughs> but raise many. And literally, the, well, the finale of Lost, the, as soon as the writer's strike happened, they should have just canceled the fucking show. Yeah. Because the writers were intentionally leading to us to a place, then they all were fired, and they brought in new guys, and they were like, fix it. Or, or everybody goes, I just bought a house and a car. <laughs> yeah. Can't end Let's yet. do five more seasons. They probably planned it for it to, for it to be uh, like three. An invisible polar bear. Yeah, and the, yeah, and they were yeah. like, wait, we're getting how many views per yeah. episode? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, and we just got ordered to have ten seasons? Oh, okay. Yeah. String it on. What's in that last? What's in the hatch? A submer- yeah. a submersible what's in the page? hatch for ten episodes? Uh, Is Jack secretly are, Jesus Christ? Are they all dead? Is this a Christ story? Uh, I just remember. I didn't even watch that show. It is, but exhausting. I watched one I sequence. Fell into it for a while. That was the most comical thing I've ever seen. Everyone, Somebody passed away. Yeah. I know everyone gets hooked on it for like two months. Wait, wait, the plane crashes, and now I can move my legs. Someone, someone passed it, away know, on the I show. Know. It's such a good premise. And then I another know. character beat on his chest for a good minute straight. I hate that in movies where they stop performing <laughs> traditional CPR and then they wake up and they start doing the Punching. life pounds. Come back to where me! They're just like you're Come not dying, back to me. and yeah. just start fucking punching him in the chest, literally heaving their fists at their chest. It'd be great if he started and then, punching and then in the face and they came back. The person punching short. the chest gave up. They were like, "This is clearly not working." And then, like thirty seconds more <laughs> had passed, and yeah, and exactly. And then it's the gasp breath. of life, and I'm just like, you, "You think I'm that fucking?" St- Dupe. Evidently, <laughs> evidently the, the public me. is. Don't they insult me. Sucked back in, and, and I know at times we're normies. Like at times we we like normie shit. Like you like the Flash. Yeah. I like a lot of shit I shouldn't like. Mason likes every horror movie under the sun. I, I, I like too, comic book movies that totally don't deserve my attention. Not sometimes. every single horror movie. But most, of <laughs> most, of but most of Mason will watch like a solid three and be like, it's "That not was a, a thr- seven. Did you <laughs> hey. see? Did you see that <laughs> chick's my, leg I get have, cut off and then Herbie beat to death with it? Yeah, that's a seven. I, I have a that's you know, a the thing with watch. The, with the Sasquatches <laughs> that I'll continuously watch bad movies. Okay, so Matt will come to me every two to three weeks and be like, "Dude, I have just a new got, Squatch movie. Just yeah. got a new Squatch, squatch movie movies out." I want us all to sit down and watch it. And we'll it's like, it. what? Is this Squatch Mountain? Is this Squatch Trailer? Yeah. The, at this point, we're down to like high school student projects. And it's guess literally. what? Some of them impress well, me. Bad. Some of them genuinely impress well, me. If you go in and you think they're going to be shit, I mean, the worst surprised. thing in the world. Well, if it's a zero, and it's three. Wow. Holy yeah. Fuck. You pull an Aladdin, find a diamond in a rough. <laughs> Dude, like, that's, how, that's how Creep was found. Creep, Creep is still an shit. indie film. Creep is not it is shit. shit. Creep is so good. Creep it is, is objectively good. Here's movie it's objectively ever. good. I'll though. address this real quick. Because oh, here's why Creep so is a good movie. Bad. Creep takes so the concept of what we all do, right? When someone asks well, us to do I'm so- not a stalker. Wait, no, let me let me get into it. No one in the movie. When someone stalker. when someone uh, I kind of disagree. When someone does something crazy in public, and when someone asks us to do something crazy or says something crazy, most people are shocked. 
and will actually go along with what the person is saying and then talk about it to their friends later. Like, what the fuck was this lady uh, what, on about? What's that show? The, or the four friends? Um, Entourage? No, 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 no. The, the one that's on True TV right now. Oh, Impractical Jokers. Impractical Jokers. Exactly. Do that every well, they'll do crazy show. shit and people will play along. Unbelievable. People will play along with the <coughs> craziest stuff. And Creep took that concept and ran with it. Yeah. How much could a guy a go way. along with something that was clearly fucking crazy? And that's all of us have that ability to just like overlook some crazy shit someone says and just keep the social interaction going because you want it to be comfortable. Yeah. And the more you rail against whatever situation's going on, it's just going it to heighten the situation. Awkward. That's true. So the cameraman awkward. So the cameraman was like, awkward. "Oh, he asked me to do tubby time. This is fucking weird, but he's paying me, so I guess we'll just do it real yeah. quick." Well, that the the pay thing is what kind of makes it. A little believable. And the guy was paying him a lot of money, yeah. so he's like, well, clear, I don't want to be right? a dick. The check's going to clear. And it, <coughs> that's what was so masterful about the film for me, because I was like, oh my god, that cameraman is me. I could actually see someone I could see myself there. for Hanging like... in there for the 10 grand? At least the first night. Well, I don't think he was paying him that much. Yeah, at least the first <laughs> night. Th- I think it was five grand. But at least the first night where right. he did shit that was just weird, yeah. I feel like I would have made it through. Really? Like genuinely. I think I would have been like, Whoa. You would you would be okay sleeping in some strange No, house. he didn't sleep in the house the first night. That's true. I forgot about that. The doesn't second matter, night he though. did. It doesn't matter. I would never have done But that. how crazy is that that you can Then he shows up at the park waiting for him? That was stupid. That's the ending okay. we can we can all admit that the ending to creep was like, What the fuck? Because really? the guy turned into a fucking pants on head retarded guy at the end of the movie yeah. where he was just like, Oh, I'm clearly gonna get fucking murdered by this man. Yeah. And then I love how they just it was such convenient writing that the police just decided Brush to do nothing. It's silliness. Yeah. But if a guy sent you a package that had a wolf and a knife it like a plush wolf and a knife in it. That's clearly that's a credible threat. That's yeah. a credible threat. Yeah. You I mean, could get at least crazy. police sitting outside your house for that. Uh, uh, yeah, and if you go and you put a fucking restraining order, the guy showed up at his front door. <coughs> That's a bizarre movie. Regardless, let's keep getting into the reboots. Okay, the next one is going to be Starsky and Hutch. Now, I remember the 70s. One. You remember the original OG. The original. You know, when they were cool, they drove a... Uh, leisure suits. No, fucking no leisure suit. That's leisure a, suits. That looks like a leisure suit to me. Uh, it was not, not a leisure not... suit. They were bell-bottom jeans with a Those jean jacket. jeans. Jeans. That's ridiculous. Jean jackets, leather jacket, button-up shirt. Uh, they what drove, car did they drive? Uh, I think it was a Chevy Nova two-door. Fuck yeah, uh, dude. A 60s big block engine. Yeah, it was fucking pretty pretty cool show. Now, was this cool? Was it objectively cool? Yeah, it was cool. when you were a kid? Because yeah, the humor. movie we saw was the <coughs> Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller movie. I know. When I brought which, this up, you both were like, it was that a fucking movie it was a fucking, It was a parody on everything that Literally the original the show was. Yes. It's pretty good, though. It was pretty good. It, it was It's pretty good. Shit. It, the reason good. why it was shit was because it didn't feel like it was taking itself seriously at all. And the writing was he so... Just described uh, Ben Stiller's entire I career. felt like some of the seasons, they were literally, the writing was just... Some of the scenes in the movie, not seasons. Some of the scenes, they were literally just like, oh, just say whatever the fuck you want. Like, they just let the actors improv the entire scene. Yeah. And yeah, when I'm you sure. do that... I believe that. When you do that in a comedy movie, it can be funny in some circumstances. Not but in time. plot, when the plot's moving forward in a scene and you just let characters ad-lib, your movie's a fucking mess. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you can let... Well, you've heard a lot of You should let that. actors play with... Character development, but not necessarily yeah, like, all the lines. Like, like mannerisms. Will Ferrell does a delivery. lot of his movies. He'll let people ad-lib all the time. Well, a lot of directors are knowing, known for going, I have two takes I have people. to get. And then if you want to try a take on your own, in yeah. your own way. Let the camera roll. Exactly. We'll, we'll let it roll after that, and then you can try. And but we're going to get to two takes that I need. 
and it's good for comedy, especially <laughs> because when you cut trailers, you can put in some of the other jokes that didn't hit as hard as the real joke, right? I, I, yeah, but not they only that. They cut the same scene together. I know Superbad did that. Yeah. So in the trailer, you would see some jokes that aren't actually in the film. They're not as good as the real jokes. Oh, and they cut them in at the end, yeah. I think that's a smarter thing than what a lot of movies seem to be doing nowadays, where the funniest shit Dude, is in the trailer. We sat yeah. down. How to Train Your Dragon is the biggest wasted potential of an animated film franchise. I because I would agree the trailers too. for two and three give you the entire fucking movie. Yeah, we, we did just, it again. We just in went the to the movies second, and I just watched the whole, whole thing. Dude, in the second movie, I loved How to Train Your Dragon. One. It's a great series. It was genuinely like it touched my fucking heart. I was like, oh my God, he cares for the dragon and Astrid, like the whole dynamic. Yeah. I loved it. Then I saw the trailer for the second one. I was like, no need to see it. They gave because it all of they away. give away the fact that his mother's alive, which is a twist that is shown halfway through the fucking movie. It is a big, it's supposed to be the big twist. Yes. And but they no. blow it in the fucking trailer. And then they show you the end. Yeah. They they cut to the end in the end of the trailer and they're like, coming January. And they do this too with the one that was coming out. With I the third this... one, they show you, oh, he finds the female Night Fury. Oh, a guy <gasps> comes and tries to take all the dragons. Again. Then they fight him off. Again. Again. And then they find a lost world of dragons where all the dragons go off to live. And they're free. And it's like, bro. Because no one sh- should be Why would pet. I pay $12? You just gave it to me <laughs> in three minutes. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't it, agree more. It blows my fucking mind. Yeah. How DreamWorks is just like, hey, do we want to be as big as Disney? Nah. And they take a sawed-off shotgun like, no. and they shoot their dick off. Well, that's what they did with that. Guys, one. I'm telling you, uh, it's all right. Sorry. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll go, go back to Starsky. Uh, Starsky <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, sorry. Like you said, that. you know the Ben Stiller Owen Wilson one, and then we I had the David Soul one back in the 70s. Yeah. This one, they're saying, can go one of two ways. They're, they might do a straight-up comedy. Mm-hmm. Or they might actually make it a little dark, where they uh, make it more like uh, 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 Southland, The Wire, or The Shield, with some dark humor and some action in it. And I think if they're going to do it, they should do it that way. I would kind of like that. More gritty. Where if they did it gritty, that's what kind of made it like, they gave Southland gritty personality. Gritty shows tend to be doing better nowadays anyway. I think so too. I think that's And they could still mix in some dark humor. You know. Yes, like BoJack Horseman, where the show is pre- pretends to be a comedy, but it's really a heart like a drama, you know. But it's a black comedy at the same time. I don't know. I haven't seen that show. Both of you guys don't. He doesn't like BoJack Horseman, uh, and you haven't seen it. Animated features. The only one I love is Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. That's it. All the others are shit. Family Guy, shit. Not shit. <laughs> I will say South Park. Objectively Park's good. not. South shit. Park is South good. Park is good. I think South Park and Rick and Morty are the creme de la creme. Well, South Park's a classic. Yeah. It's like a cultural thing at this point. Well, I just think it's fantastic, but all the others, mm, thank you. Yes. The Simpsons? I think that. Futurama? Simpsons. Not Futurama, but but Simpsons. Simpsons, when it first started out, it would make fun of things that we all wanted people to make fun about. It had teeth. And then somewhere, like after like oh, season fifteen, oh, this is a boy's youth going away. After 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 like season His fifteen, childhood of cartoons. They just got fat and happy, mm. and they stopped making fun of shit that was actually controversial. Uh, SpongeBob, SpongeBob's good. Now it's just dumb humdrum. It's literally like a kids show. I watch The Simpsons now, and I'm like, oh, this is a show for children. I don't know. I just mm. it doesn't make fun of anything controversial. I'm at still all. waiting for Rick and Morty to come back. That's what I really want. I to can't see. wait. Also, someone told me it was on Netflix. Lies. Not yeah. On Netflix. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. What the I fuck? I know. Is I saw that? that. My friends texted me and said it was, and then I. Checked and I was like, I've been lying. I've to been you. looking to for for a few days now. Not, Feel a little betrayed. N- not there, not there for anybody. Well, the next story is about uh, the ballad of Buster Scruggs. I got it right that time. Yeah. Yes. Do we all have a right to an opinion? While on Twitter, 
I guess uh, you can't, according to the trolls, because the trolls are out there trying to bait everybody to get to get them to respond. So this this one guy went to the actress uh, Koei uh, Zo Zo Kazan. Zo Kazan. And she's in the the Battle of Buster Scruggs. So he messenger on Instagram, D- DM'd her on Twitter. Uh, was it Twitter? Twitter. D- he slid into the Twitter DMs, let her know, and tagged her. <laughs> Tagged her that he didn't care for her performance. In was it a DM or he just tweeted at her? So it was public. I think he DM'd her. I think he DM'd he her. He DM'd her? Oh, okay. And then she went public back at him on his own Twitter page. Oh, she like screenshot like, it or something? Like screenshot the DM yeah. and blew his spot up. And blew him up on it. Oh, my goodness. And then she turned around and said to him, listen, I'm not Yelp. I, you know, I'm not like your I'm not a man. restaurant, bitch. Yeah. You can't <laughs> complain to me that your food's too salty. salty. What the fuck do you think you're doing? And and the thing is, then I think that is then after this interaction, we're gonna get we can all analyze yeah, this yeah, after. Okay. Then after this interaction, IndieWire Indie covers it because every time there's an exchange over the internet over Twitter, IndieWire, uh, fucking Vox, Screen Rant, uh, Screen Rant, what's the other one? Vice. They'll yeah. all post articles about it online, and IndieWire posts this dude's. Screen name? Yeah, they put a link right on they right s- in the article to it. They stated three different times in the article his screen name and handle. Yeah. And then they post the conversation just since they're hyping it up even more. I had no idea that this gentleman actually DM'd her and then she posted a screenshot. That is so uncool of her. And I have absolutely no problem with him DMing her at all. Yeah, but yeah. here's the thing. Not even a little. Well, first of all, you have a social media page. It was bound to start happening, and it probably happens a lot more than we even fucking think. Not only that. I mean, we get DMs from people, you yeah. know, about, like, shit like, oh, fuckos, here's what you didn't talk about. Oh, you got this wrong. You got this Do right. we really get those? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you guys see those. I don't see those. I yeah. Don't we hide them from yeah, you. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Because <laughs> every time we say controversial <laughs> stuff, I'm like, oh, we're going to get letters. And we do. And we, we do, did. by the it's way. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Mason's like, but I don't Here's the thing. Care. You have this guy who's kind of in the wrong, you know, DMing her straight away. You're kind of a dick. Then her, Not at all. her, I don't she, think blew, so. she blew up his fucking Not spot. In no way at all. Is you have a, a social dick. media page. She, yeah. You're going to get a fucking quote from somebody. It's not just the fact that you have a social media page. The work you do is inherently public. That's yeah. fair. You want it to be but, judged. But for her to nuke an anthill like this, when it's you fucking, post, you know when you post someone's screen name. It's so rude. It, they, you know they're going to get blown up. Oh, yeah. Because you show it to your fans. Oh, yeah. We're going to go, oh, this guy attacked you. It's like the fucking Beyonce and the Beehive. And you can see on her Twitter, there's a link right to it. That yeah. just goes to show you that her feelings were hurt and yes. she's insecure. Yes, because you know what? If it was like, you are the greatest actress on the face of the earth and you were the one ray of sunshine in the shit show of a movie. Or if she just knew she was a good actress, <coughs> she would have brush it off. Yeah. Like, he said that she, she was frustrating to watch. And deep down, she was like worried whether or not she did a good job. Yeah, the film or did get were, mixed reception. Exactly, yeah, or if it were pleasant. And then he said that to her privately, and it oh, and she did not like it. Struck a chord with her in a no. negative way, and she was like, "Fuck this guy." I'm so we can agree that it's it's unnecessary for her to do that. But but, to him. but then who she calls him a troll. Who's really the fucking troll in all this? Especially when IndieWire she then hey. IndieWire makes an article, and here's what pisses me off about IndieWire. And all these publications that cover these internet squabbles, yeah. they'll dox. It's the also wrong of IndieWire, though. IndieWire does the same thing yes. she does. To put the link. And yeah. docks. I thought that too. She doxes the guy. It's his personal Twitter. 
And he's just a normal dude. He's like a process well, server then, downtown. But, but then it's her personal Twitter. She she not do it too? Oh, she's she's definitely a fault, but IndieWire casts a much larger net than then her fucking does, Twitter. Yeah. And especially, so they just really blast his and name. And you see all the time now, especially when it's like YouTube beef, they won't use your YouTube name. They'll use their your real life name. So they'll wow, dox you. That's totally so they'll they'll put in like your name, first name, last name, and they'll put it in five different times. Yes. They won't link I do notice they that. won't link a video where you contextualize what you said that was controversial. It'll be instead a they'll quote, quote yeah. they'll quote and then they'll put your social media handles on. So there. there's no delivery or context. So literally there's no filter to show what you actually meant. And and they just give them your real name, and th- so they can look up information about you and dox you. And fucking Google you directly. They can contact like it's so shitty when they do that. And I've seen it on multiple times. They've done it. They did it to this YouTuber who runs a channel called The Quartering. They just put his full name fucking five times in well, an article. It's not even that. They were saying that some people do it to get people fired if they didn't like what you yeah. said. Some people were to actually, cause real world stress. Yeah, they were emailing the HR departments at what some people's fuck? jobs, saying that they didn't appreciate the way they were acting. And this is the this is their conduct. Just stating an opinion, not jerking off on That's camera. What, he exactly. just wanted to talk about one actress, and this and now and he's, this getting, he's getting attacked by people. He got fucking doxxed, so yeah. now they can look into his real life. Yeah. And that's not what the internet's for at the end of the day, guys. We're here to fuck around, have a good time. Get the news. Yeah. Get the news. Be connected. Why are you trying to blow this dude's spot up? Oh, it was funny. Because he expressed his opinion, which yes. is pretty tame. And here's the thing. He could have. He didn't even say, you fucking bitch, get the fuck off my screen. He said, your your performance was frustrating, frustrating. to watch. Yeah. And. And at the end and of the day, she went right back at him. and we're putting ourselves out there, so we open ourselves up to criticism. We get that. And here it comes. But I'm perfectly fine with you taking on something I said within context and contend- contending with that. If you want to call me a piece of shit because of a, a contextualized opinion, you don't even have to day. call somebody a piece of shit. Just be an adult. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying. Your point. Yeah, I, I like know haters. What you're you don't like haters. I love them. When they they tell me like they tweeted me, oh you totally got that. Do you really? I though? genuinely like it. Do you? I, mean, I told okay. him about this. Yeah. I told him about this. I genuinely like it because the fact that I said something and it, imp- a it impacted them no, no, so much that they typed to me. I genuinely. <laughs> I like, know. He did not, something I don't right. get mad. No. I get like happy. I'm like, oh my god. It is kind of touching you, that I you were able somebody. to elicit that's such a, a profound. That's response. what I think. I go. I touch someone. That's what I'm like. I do the same I thing. I feel like Dr. Phil. I'm like, I changed a life today. Yes, yes. He took a moment where she did out of her time to respond to my opinion. And but now you have these articles and these Hitler celebrities. Oh, my God. That's so funny. You have these funny. celebrities and these oh. articles that will just straight up fucking blow your spot up and they'll take oh, you yeah. out of context. And it's it's character assassination. But could you finest. imagine doing that to like Christian Bale oh. or, or fucking oh. Mel, Mel Gibson? Dude, she, she, he took Do you want me to crash the fucking lights? <laughs> yeah, you tweeted Christian Bale. Uh, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, I was looking at the light. <laughs> Just fucking. You know, or even Russell Crowe. You guys heard that story in 2010 what? where he couldn't get the phone to work in his in his room. He was trying to call his wife in Australia. Then he calls down to the desk and the guy didn't help him. So he went downstairs with the phone and fucking threw it at the guy. Jesus hit him in the face and cut him over there and ended up getting arrested over it. Can yeah. you imagine Salt, those brother? fucking dudes I would today? Straight up, I would straight up be afraid <laughs> to tweet at Mel Gibson that his performance was shitty in a movie. Oh, could you imagine? He would fucking... You're supposed to blow me before the jacuzzi. <laughs> yeah. You should just smile and <laughs> blow me. I just I just think that is so funny. Like, you know, it's pretty dangerous because big phones are coming back in a style. Oh, so fuck. Russell Crowe's walking around with a deadly weapon all the fucking time. <laughs> with that get, Galaxy Note. Looks like a goddamn saucer. What about that Bluetooth, like, Key Pro and he's just going to fucking boomerang, boomerang it? it? He is Australian. He is Australian. 
But dude, and that shit, especially he went after Zoe Kazan. She's not a rage beast like those no. other dudes. You don't want to contend. Talented with, person, writer, producer, actress. Yeah. If like other than comedians, the worst people to call out are comedians who. I mean, uh, I would never call. I'd never call it a comedian because they'll just roast the shit out of you, uh, obviously. Uh, uh, but the the second worst is rage beast stars. Did, did you hear about that calling out comedians? This is the part I don't understand. What? Okay. I, as a novice, as an inexperienced person in any anything with a microphone, we're pretty. It's, I think it's we're, one thing for I think me. We're purple belts of comedy. It's one thing Fuck for you, me. No way. Really? No. Haven't been on stage yet. <laughs> Is yeah. that over? Not stand up. I mean, that, just well, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking oh, about. I'd say for me to make a comment on a comedian Freshman. is just fucking stupid. Because first of all, it's a comedian and it's fucking comedy. I'm doing air quotes because fucking people are too stupid to understand. Don't call out what a comedian says because their job is to make fun of shit. But this is definitely understand. Oh, you're talking about like stories where people will print out... Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. I don't understand it when an, one comedian calls out another comedian for something he said in, or she said in their act. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. And older I'm comedians curious. have commented about that. Bill just Burr to, just did that the other day. He, he was like, what the fuck are we doing? He just, just did it on this Monday morning podcast. And older comedians have <laughs> talked about this at length where they're like, this new generation coming up is PCing the older comedians. Yeah. They're like, you can't say that. Who the, what the fuck? And Jim Norton got booed by a crowd in New York. Jim Norton, one of the best stand-up comedians in New York, got booed because he made a joke that people didn't agree with. Well, uh, in curious. New York, well, New York used to be the land of offensive speech. What happened? He said, he goes, he goes uh, I don't have to have context to make a joke. Fuck you. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, this is an NPR. He's not making informed it's, points. It's a no. joke. It's a fucking joke. Yeah, yeah. Louis C.K. just got in trouble again. Somebody recorded a, like part of his set, and he made fun of uh, one of the Parkland shootings. Oh, okay. <laughs> not Well, not specifically, but he made fun of school shootings. Okay. And then he made fun of people using pronouns. Oh, that's fair. I've left in my fair share of don't come to school tomorrow memes, so I can't talk too and much. And then everyone freaked and, out, and they and said he crossed the line. Did anybody watch that episode, episodes of South Park about all oh, the fucking shit? that is the funniest shit, dude. In the newest season, there's, this, there's I was watching always a school shooting going on in every Literally. episode. So I was curious as to what you it's guys hilarious. thought of that, because... I don't know I if think you, have you listened to it yet, like no, his set at all. I haven't listened to it. I think that they're being overly sensitive for sure. Again, and my thing is, it's fucking comedy. The fact that, it, the fact that Louis C.K. said it and not someone else, uh, I think really in, enhanced their response. Yeah, and they jumped I mean, on it right sure, away because absolutely. of it. Because they were so quick. Because now he has a controversial past. Exactly. exactly. That's but, why. But still. Uh, if you don't like when Louis C.K. comes up on stage, leave. Leave. That's and people have. Get the fuck up. And I'm like, you know what, dude? <coughs> the door's not locked. It's right over there. Walk the fuck out. If you, you want to try laughing or not laugh to sit there and be quiet about it, just sit there and be quiet about it. That's my thing. You know, wait it's for the next set. It's the, comedy. You either laugh or you don't laugh. Yeah, that's the rule. It's as not an, interactive. As a, as a good audience member, you have two choices. <laughs> laugh, don't laugh. Yeah. There's not a third option there. there you, don't, you don't make comments. You don't boo. You don't yep. go. Uh, yes. You don't try to have a disagreement yes. with a guy who has a microphone. You're just being stupid. And you guys have seen me sit out there watching stand up on TV that you don't like. And I don't. You like, just sit I just through sit the there. whole thing. And you're like, Dad, you didn't laugh. Well, I didn't find funny. Yeah, I didn't funny. throw shit. I didn't yeah. haggle him. I just say not funny. Yeah, haggle him. It wasn't funny to you, and you always <laughs> make that clear. Yeah. And you're like, well, yeah, some stuff it just isn't my pace. That's yeah. fine. But who fucking does that? 
who are these fucking people that continue to call out people? I don't fucking get that. Uh, or their own bitches. Their own. I mean, that, I mean. No, I'll get. I, albeit the subject matter was dicey. School it is. shootings and but it's a comedy uh, show using wild pronouns. But I've seen much more controversial stuff in comedy for and, and sure. Also, you that can, has, has you gone can, unnoticed. You can use controversial topics. To make jokes that don't have to do with those controversial topics, like Ricky Gervais would t- would use uh, like trans jokes as a way to make a, a different joke. He would yes. bring up that topic yes. in order to parlay into a different joke that had nothing to do with like begrudging right. trans people. No, he faced, it's just a provocative. It's, it's a roll into another topic. Exactly. Exactly. Or if he feels the audience is looking away, if he screams like the British comedians love using the c word. Oh yeah, it makes everybody perk up in the seat and pay attention when they start saying that. <laughs> and that's the part I still don't understand. And they do it constantly. Yeah. You just can't be a cunt about it. I'm just kidding. Oh! <laughs> oh, wow. So, that's uh, the first time in 18 hey, months. Hey, we always get the explicit tag anyway. I thought wow. I'd use it. Wow. I, pu- I put it on there. <laughs> the parental advisory, bro. <laughs> that's going to take us into our Family next topic. Family-friendly content. Yeah, there we go. Right into our next to- topic, Rotten Tomatoes. How do yes. I feel about Rotten Tomatoes? Fuck them. You've said this in the past. I fucking hate Rotten Tomatoes. If, if you guys have known, I think in our episode Dogpiling, you had your rage rant. I fucking where hate Where you Rotten spilled Rotten your Rotten. guts about how they've picked and choose different uh, critiques I, in the past. I, I really believe to that. To bolster a movie's ratings. And it just so happens that they're owned by a corporation that produces movies and owns IP. Yep. And in the past, they have picked, they've cherry-picked critiques for those movies to up their tomato meter well the big thing is they just they just did a rating of their 10 worst movies in history and put it out there history. and, and, and the, the lowest history. ratings on their scale oh, okay. on their scale on their tomato scale uh batman versus superman the da vinci code suicide squad inferno pixels the bounty hunters chipmunks couples retreat saw 3d paul Blart, mall cop 2 that was there uh, from the the Paul, uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop to being the lowest rated and the most horrible movie that, that they think you know was rated the craziest history. thing. I know you hate <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, but a lot of the movies on that list are actually really bad. I, I, I'm let's get I'm into not going to disagree, and I even said that when I tweeted and put it out. Half these movies are shit, but here's the bottom line on all of these movies: they all fucking made money. Let's get the card. So guess what? If they all fucking make money, then guess what? They're not the worst rated fucking movies in history. Let's get the cards on the table, right? So these movies are objectively bad, but they all profited. (coughs) So who's at fault? Is it the fault of the critics for flaying these movies? Is it the fault of the normies for going to see these movies? Is it the fault of the studios for just abusing a cycle that they know will profit? Well, it who seems, is it? Who is it? It for? seems as though a lot of these movies are uh, they're, they're, they've gained traction based on the momentum of previous works. Yeah. Okay. So, so Suicide, argue that. Suicide Squad used Will Smith's clout, Margot Robbie's clout, and the history of the characters. characters. He, he's saying clout based on a previous movie, not on a previous actor. No, that that too. That's yeah, too. but you could say that about any movie in history then. No. I, I brought, no, no, no. Let me finish. You can bring in a popular actor to get a hook on a movie. Has yes. no relevance on what their uh, on what the previous film did. Okay? If you're going to tell me the Da Vinci in, Code... It's still a factor in profitability. In the movie's financial success. That's what we're just saying. All right, so in, that, in the lead up to that movie, you're connected to all the characters and Will Smith and Margot Robbie. So you're definitely going to see it. 
even if the movie's shit. Well, I mean, obviously, before you see it, you have no idea. But that and will then you get see your foot Suicide in the door. Squad, and they're like, "Oh, it is shit. <laughs> this is absolute garbage." Uh, they yeah, just but, have but no third often, act. How often can you stop? I mean, word of mouth will get out. I mean, the movie was it was okay. You liked it, right? What did you like, Suicide Squad? No. Right, here's the thing. I did here's not. the thing. I like. <coughs> I, I, I'm not rewatching. I it. always say this, and I feel like I need to just for okay transparency's sake. I'm a biased, biased, biased DC guy. Anything, any, I am too. Anytime anything DC comes out, it's bumped up two to three points for me, just as a base level. And Suicide Squad is not a good movie, but seeing the million. characters that I love on screen put a little bit of a smile on my face. It's That's what I'll say. Really bad. It is. The writing is atrocious. Bad. It's atrocious. It's it's. I know it's none rough of the characters are that loyal. If I were to comics. screen that, if I were to screen that before release, I I'm a layman, and I would be like, we need to rework some shit <laughs> because this <laughs> is not good. I would watch it, and I just. But like, there's some other movies on that list that aren't fucking horrible. I would I would look. I at didn't it. think Couples Retreat was that I, bad. I thought Couples Retreat was a very good movie. I thought Pixels was pretty good. We've watched that multiple Pixels times. Pixels was San- it's one of his best movies. Out of Sandler's contemporary flicks, <coughs> it's one of the best. I still think it's a good movie. I've watched it a couple because, times. Because let's be honest, Sandler's putting out fours and below right now. Uh, not, his on his, the ratings, his yeah. fucking careers. Except his comedy special. That his was comedy special good. was pretty good. And you didn't like the Saw movie. Oh, Saw 3D. Saw 3D is pretty good. Okay. Well, I'm a huge what else fan. Is on there? I'll watch any fucking uh, Da Vinci Code, the first one. Any uh, Saw movie, I'm already it. like I did. too slow. I like both of them. Oh yeah, I liked uh, Da Vinci Code. And da Vinci Inferno. Code, Da Vinci Code, and the Inferno are both. And good. I haven't seen BVS. Angels and Demons is good. BVS too. was okay. BVS. Well, uh, we just <laughs> named. We just named. <laughs> I just named the two Da Vinci Codes. Batman vs. Superman, I, Pixels, I'll, Couples Retreat. I'll include this for transparency. I just said half the movies were I'll decent. include this for transparency's sake. <laughs> You're also a biased DC I boy. am. I, I Is just BBS said that. Is BVS better or worse than Suicide Squad? Worse because it's a... Whoa. It's a, here's, better, here's better why. Here's why. Squad. Here's why. Suicide Squad's a pile of let flaming me, dog Let shit. me explain why I think BVS is worse. BVS wow. is such a disloyal portrayal of the characters. It... It's a total bastardization of what the characters are right. and how they exist within the comics. So for me, I'm watching it, and I don't give a shit You're as much. Frustrated. I think exactly. I don't really think oh, we're missing oh, the point. Oh, I didn't get to finish. Let him speak. So I here's why. Whereas in Suicide Squad, I didn't care as much about the characters. So the fact that they weren't loyal at all and the writing was shit, I didn't care as much. Whereas when you see Batman oh. and he's dark and he's just killing, just literally killing. Tens of people, the entire film, and Superman acts as he's this ascendant god instead of being a human. Uh, I just, I just, I didn't connect with anything in the movie. Hey, here's my problem, okay? Yeah. Let's not lose the point of the fact that fucking Rotten Tomatoes sucks. It does suck. Okay? They turn my fucking stomach. They change the rules as they <laughs> see fit. What they do is they take a whole bunch of critic reviews, drop them in, shake them up. Sometimes they throw pick out, out the- percentage. Throw a percentage to someone they don't like, okay? And then what they do is they dump them out and they say, this is what the movie's like. The problem with this is it's twofold. One, they're corporatizing everything. They bastardize everything. Second, you, you can't tell me it's a true reflection of what the movie is if you're pulling con- uh, shit out. Secondly, it, it's, it fucking sucks because 
in my day, I am older, all right? Where are the fucking B-movies? As if they didn't know. <laughs> no, 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 let me finish. We have Where are the fucking B-movies? Now, a lot of the movies that are out today, they're all blockbusters. We're spending hundreds of millions of dollars, and the only genre that actually captures the imagination anymore is horror. Okay? But here's the problem. There, I agree. There are a ton of fucking movies in the 80s and 90s and the 2000s before Rotten Tomatoes showed up on the fucking scene that if you liked an individual uh, 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 critic and you identified with them or you liked their pattern of watching, they would take you on to some indie films, some B-movies, some movies that went direct to video before some of you were born, or to streaming, or were available on, on different platforms that you could go and watch watch and you would you would love them now what's happening is when's the last time any of you read an individual's critics rating of a bunch of different movies? you know what i think what you just pointed out is actually a really nice point yeah because (laughs) if you realize that that's an aggregate service and they're taking reviews from multiple sources their percentage for their tomato meter or rotten meter whatever it is the goalpost is always moving yes and they decide who a critic is exactly Exactly. that's my biggest problem there are no more self-starters there are no more local papers who have a bearing they decide who the critics are, and then they decide which critics they're going to listen to for a certain movie. And it's a rating for a movie that comes out before people see it. Keep and in mind, the rating, the tomato meter comes out two to three days before, before the film releases. Sometimes even earlier than that. Year earlier. They use it in promotion and for the fact, on the trailer. And the yeah. fact that they use that as a metric for a film seems flawed it's to bullshit. me. And many YouTubers, and that's where you'll find critics now. That's where critics <laughs> have been relegated to. YouTube which is movie reviewers, which I think is bullshit, but it's still great content. And and, and here's then you could here's find, one more point. You could find When's you the last with? time you saw an individual critic review of any fucking movie in any fucking commercial at any fucking time? On YouTube's the only place. On YouTube's the only place. Yeah, but on and ninety percent of the world are still fucking old. They don't. Yeah, use so they're YouTube. just looking at uh, Rotten Tomatoes approved reviewers like the L.A. Times, the New York Times, Rolling Stone. Washington Post. It, it doesn't happen anymore. And so what they're actually doing is they found a way to corporate it, to make a, a corp, to bastardize it and, and turn it into a corporate skew view of what they want you to go see. And this is the only fucking thing out there. And it's harder to get shit made. And it's not even <coughs> that the people who are reviewing it who are on the <coughs> tomato meter are even that nuanced of critics, right? I feel like the most nuanced nitpicky critics are on YouTube. They're great. I like a lot of uh, movie nitpickers. The Cosmonaut Variety Hour. I'll, I'll pimp him here. I love his stuff. And he's even talked about, he thinks it's flawed that they stamp a rating on a movie before it even releases. Yeah, how the fuck is that happening? How is that happening? You know how it happens? I can tell you. Here's your fucking check. Rate my fucking movie. Well, they also have advanced screenings. But the fact that they uh, announce an official then rating why aren't we it. getting those from other critics? If you want an actual interpretation of how your fucking movie is... Why aren't you inviting everybody and then putting everybody's rating up there? Some because there's got to be more than just Rotten Tomatoes that likes your fucking picture, I right? know some people, a couple of YouTubers have invited, have been invited in the past, like Jeremy Johns. But even then, he has to go see the movies on opening night most of the time. Sometimes he gets an oh, event screening, you, you sometimes he doesn't. Why? And he is one of the biggest movie critics yeah, on the platform. But did you wonder why? Because he has individual opinions. He's not bought no, no, and paid no. for. Oh, well, what I'm saying is wh- not... why it's Rotten Tomatoes only. Because if a movie fucking sucks dick, oh, okay, what's going to happen is if they get the fucking stamp of approval from fucking Rotten Tomatoes, they're, they're, Beach they're, they're hoping that the weekend, the opening weekend, is good enough 
to yes. carry the money on the movie. And then if enough people go to see it in opening weekend, it must be halfway decent. The crowds are going out. Rotten Tomatoes still liked it. Carries into the next fucking week. Carries into the next fucking you week. You know, I don't place a lot of weight on any of the statistics on the Rotten Tomatoes site. I watch. But if I pay <laughs> attention to anything, it's the audience approval more than the yeah. tomato. Meter. The audience score. But uh, you yeah, and I are what audience? What audience? Uh, it's what? users. It's you, users. Can, you can do it. Users. Uh, uh, review. And, and yeah, they don't have any effect on that, right? Just like they don't I'm pick sure out critic reviews. Do. I'm sure they do. But, but that's my whole see, point. You, you see, see that they have no, Actually, if they have no problem with taking out critic reviews. They have tend to be more honest, the audience act- members. But in, in the past, in the past, uh, namely Wonder Woman, if you guys remember this, yeah. they were actually removing some audience scores because there was a movement in 4chan uh, against a, a woman's movie. There was an active... Uh, uh, they thought there was an active campaign they thought, exactly. to tank the rating of the movie. The movie was fantastic. So they started removing audience scores because the audience score was lower than the tomato meter. You can't do that. Well, I think there actually was, though, because wasn't it released around the same time as uh, Lady Gaga's film? And they thought that the move, or maybe this is a different movie, but I know there was another. No, I know what you're talking about. Yes. A Star is Born <laughs> yes. or Star is Born or something like that? No, there was another movie out at the time. I know, I know what and you're saying. And then they no. moved a superhero movie up <coughs> or a mainstream movie. That's a little bit different. To, uh, to, no, overshadow, it's a different one. to yeah. overshadow the Lady Gaga's film. Right. So then all the Lady Gaga fans, fans. were going over to this site and, and t- tanking it. Tanking yeah. it. And you, you we're all woke, that, though. though. We're all woke, so we listen to independent YouTube critics who don't have any vested interest in the... They just want to see good movies, and they'll call it out when it's not a good movie. Yeah. That's, why, just, that's why I think that's, I, the, I honestly, the best place. I hate You get that. it from a YouTuber who's, They tend to be overly harsh, anyway. I love it, though. You know I love uh, some good, like, where they pick out things that just don't make sense. I love that, too. And I'm starting to find that more and more movies where I'm watching a movie... And I'll just be like, that's oddly convenient, right? I don't know. I just think, and especially in superhero movies, you know me, I've been, I felt like I was blind for like ten years, oh where I God. just watched superhero weakest. movies, and I wouldn't question anything. And now I'm starting to go back and through and watch them, and I'm like, there are a lot of holes here, oh. dude. It's terrible. Not <laughs> all are terrible. There are a lot of them that are not great. All Marvel movies. The problem, in the well, first clearly, <laughs> the writing and the story arcs are fantastic. Almost all the just almost so, all the movies in the so first same, and second phase so of Marvel, though. Have a messy third act. Like the the uh, the third acts of movies are fucking insane. Like I rewatched Captain America one, the first Avenger. You're the third doing... act of the movie goes bananas. Who cares? Bottom line is fuck Rotten Tomatoes. I agree. I mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but let's stay on point here, man. Just because I just think it. And, and here's the scary part. Okay, how do you feel about Metascore? I, I don't even get me started. That's you another hate... compilation. Isn't that another aggregate? Yeah. How I feel about Metacritic? that is, here's the problem I have with that too. Is it is any anything that's and a lot of people go, well, I love the average average averaging in all everybody's thing. Problem is, if you have one person who yells fire in a theater, okay, everybody turns around. But if everybody's yelling fire in a theater, nobody gives a fuck. What I mean by that is, if I pick and choose the ratings I want in it, and all of them are fucking good, and they're all yelling fire, I'm gonna get what I want that that project to be rated and that's the problem that i'm having with it here's what i would offer as a counter i would say i think that you're right the the circles of critics especially in la are so incestual that like they're they want a common analogy in their ratings and they all hang out that's the thing about like la it's all interconnected it's all one community of critics it's corporate so and that's the problem they'll like, be you like oh paul why'd you, you have that all paul, the you time had a though. you had a deviant opinion on that one movie what was up with that so you i could kind of see people maybe being influenced into 
Well, let's just tow the company line a bit here. Let's not burn be, bridges. There should be a separation so you're getting some honest opinion between the movie companies or the entertainment companies and the people who are rating or reviewing the content. I agree. And this has happened really bad, way worse than in the film industry with video games. <laughs> because yeah. you have a lot of guys you're who are gamers yeah. and they would move to LA, get really, imb- they would become friends with the really? game developers through covering the games. You did talk about that before. And it's a huge, huge problem right now for game reviewers who live in LA and are in that community because devs are your friends. You interview yeah. Craig every time he comes out with it's a new game. To, it's hard to type And it's shit, hard to, when he comes out with a shit game, it's, it's, hard, to it's hard to tank it, man. Yeah. And it's hard to, because bur- you're literally burning bridges then. Oh, yeah. They won't meet with you again for an, an no, uh, shit. interview. Somebody spends They're not gonna $300 step in, million or something, you whip your dick yeah. out and take a piss. They're not they're stepping into the lion's den. Yeah. And, and, and now you're starting to see some reviewers lose their teeth. I know. And to become more of a journalist than a critic. And I know I, I love him, but Angry Joe, a lot of people have accused him of that, like kind of losing his teeth because he's gotten so many exclusive interviews with devs. And when you start to know. become friendly with them. He tore in the 76 pretty good. Well, is that Easy a controversial to, though. stance, yeah. though? Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, I feel Everybody like there are so it, many yeah. other reviewers right now who are willing to say shit. Like Skill Up, for instance, he's a smaller, he's still fucking huge, but he's a smaller reviewer out of Australia, and he gives probably the most accurate yeah, but- reviews because he, he presents both good and bad. And he'll he's not afraid to anger devs. And I worry about that, and I worry about that's happening in film right now. Yeah. Where now you have these... These publications who are working so closely with film studios that do you want to burn the bridge for those Some exclusive say so interviews? Some so closely that they're even being paid by yeah. them. Yeah, do you want to get Somebody kicked... Somebody would say they're cashing fucking checks. Do you want to get kicked out of the press junket because your guy, your reviewer wrote a bad review for the movie? Well... No, man, you don't want to risk that. Right, and, and it's that, causing, and it's bullshit. seeping into Rotten Tomatoes, and I think you're right. Everything's inflated. That's why I tell my friends every time uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, reviews a Marvel movie, subtract 20 points. Of the tomato meter. Subtract so 20 points. Bullshit. Because th- Disney is such a giant conglomerate. You don't... That's, I think everyone's so afraid problems. to shit on anything Marvel. Yeah. And whereas uh, Warner Brothers is such like a hated company right now, it's so... Everyone's so okay with shitting on DC. Well, not only DC. They, they seem to do it on a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And, and anything then, that's not massive studio. Yeah, that's massive why you see studio. a lot of um, uh, James... What's his name? Blumhouse. Oh, okay. Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Not Jason Blum. I almost said Blunt House, yeah. Okay. No, but Blumhouse, um, a lot of his movies catch flack, and I'm like, okay, because what? Because they're r- rolling original ideas, and sometimes they fall on their face. But, sure. You know, it's yeah, but definitely what, getting interesting. But the difference between him and a big studio is, yeah, he's risking $5 million. They're risking 300 So they're going to stack the fucking deck. And that's the problem. And they're not going to... And it's the same, th- yeah. There's so many parallels to be drawn to gaming. I'm not even gonna. It's exhaustive. Yeah, it is. I, it is. I could literally get a red yarn board and show you how clearly and how clearly it's happening to film. But yeah, Disney's not gonna chance you releasing a bad fucking review for no. Avengers if any were <laughs> no. when they let you come into the 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 advance uh, exactly. screening. Especially if you're invited to the advance screening, yeah. you better have a good fucking review, or you might not get invited to an. Uh, well, uh, and but, that's why. But I think, isn't that a self check on these fucking companies to absolutely. make sure they have a good product? Uh, it is. That's what it's supposed to be. But the thing is, it could be bad publicity though, and they they don't want to risk that. 
And that's why I think then make Jer- it better. And that's why I think then make it better. And I think that's why Jeremy Johns, a YouTuber, he doesn't get as many advanced screenings as he should because he's fucking honest. If he doesn't like the movie, he's gonna be like, I didn't like it, guys. And you know what? I'm okay with that. And if you're if you're if you make film, you should be okay with that too. Because you know what? It's a tough fucking business. Either you're in for it or you're out of it, and that's it. Absolutely. Um, I, I for know. people who want to get a little more tinfoil hat with the gaming industry, look at what Nintendo started doing with their partners. Once some of the partners started releasing bad reviews for games, just just look I it up. Just, because guess what? They stopped getting sent games, and they were ultimately removed from the partner program. Look into it. That's all I'm saying. This is when I get Eddie Bravo. Look into it. So I, yes, I, I, next though. Next though. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Next, though, we're going to talk about Conan O'Brien, who has caught the ire of Matt in the past. I don't know. I just... We talked about it um, when we were talking about how Keith Sutherland has a band. Conan O'Brien is coming out with a Sorry. podcast, and yeah. now he's coming out with a travel show. There's so much into it, but he's getting into new media with a podcast, and that caught and, your... Yeah, it caught my my, my, my little ping in my, my venom. I just think Conan O'Brien, now he's going into podcasting. It's just some... Uh, other bullshit commercial I saw just the other night. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. He don't need a fucking friend. It's worth $85 million. <laughs> His wife's fuckable. He makes $12 million a year. Why the, fuck, why the fuck is he going into podcasting? And, and what I really feel is... Uh, you know, with his Team Coco bullshit, that that it's another guy, another corporation pushing one another one of their uh, talents via their contract because they want to keep making their fucking money into the streaming. First, it was fucking radio into fucking TV, TV into fucking cable. Now cable is fucking, uh, and they are losing their fucking nuts, and everything's going into fucking streaming. <laughs> So then they're fucking taking over streaming, and now any common person who has any type of talent trying to do anything, making a podcast now, uh, they're putting so much content out, and they're dragging these fucking guys out with fucking writer's rooms, doing their shows next to the set so we have more time with the fucking people who come in. It's bullshit. You're not going to ask any fucking real questions. You're not going to go out of your way to do anything more. You're going to sit down longer with them. You're going to suck their dick, and then you're going to move the fuck on. It's just another... Uh, a pile of bullshit where now and, and and it's just not Conan O'Brien it's it's a lot of fucking stars and a lot of fucking different contracts with a lot of different studios and a lot of different mediums and what these corporate people are doing now is they're pushing uh, everything into fucking YouTube into fucking podcasting and <coughs> Trying to take over the fucking median that way so now there's less and less more individual voice and yeah Guys like us don't have don't have the fucking money of fucking oh, of big fucking studio <laughs> coming up to the table, unzipping their pants and dropping their fucking cock onto it, saying, "Now we're gonna drop all this format out there and we're gonna do what the fuck we want." Okay, they have okay. all this fucking money and to put together and scene and scene. Now, that was the most now, Jersey rat losing their fucking nuts in a fucking bowl. Okay, sorry, okay. I fuck there's, a lo- there's a lot to unpack there. So pull can, the fucking can you give cock me, out. And can you give me an opportunity to unpack? Sure, that? I, I, can, I can get it. I can take a drink. Okay, take it. Let, let us unpack. I was just really fucking pissed off. I'm sorry. I'm fucking I shut tired. My eyes and the next thing I'm slapping stuff. Here's what I will agree with. Okay, they have. There's been this move of traditional stars in Hollywood. I love that. That was passionate. Onto. Uh, onto new media 
and they're starting to get into the platform. And people have been noticing on YouTube, this isn't a new thing. It is harder as an independent creator who's trying to make edgy content to rise through the ranks on YouTube. A lot of that is just getting weeded out of the algorithm and lost to oblivion. I think we can all agree on that. And now you're having these clean-cut stars going and making these basically corporate YouTube channels, if you will. Yeah, that's and they're, exactly they're breaking into the medium, and it just feels gross. Breaking it feels into like, the median. It feels like Walmart. Like if you watch Walmart's YouTube channel, it's a giant fucking ad for Walmart. And you watch The Rock's YouTube channel, and you're like, "This is just a giant fucking ad for whatever The Rock is doing right now." Yeah, like he'll have a video showcasing his new shoes for Under Armour and showcasing the new phones, and then they'll do a Q and A with The Rock, and they'll talk about how how excited he is for the Jungle Cruise movie. Yeah, and you're like. This is just a giant fucking ad. So I kind of get where he's coming from with this. Yeah. Maybe Conan O'Brien is trying to genuinely break away from politically correct media and try to get into deeper conversations. But maybe, if I could venture a guess, he's just trying to get some more money that he's leaving on the table with the podcast. Uh, he's trying definitely. to... It seems as though the podcast is going to be affiliated with the major networks. So oh, my God. I just it fucking is told you that. Okay, that's fair. You know, so, it's going to be in a room right adjacent to his fucking studio. Let's have some cast members over there. So fair enough. Fair, I'm not saying that it won't be I just, censored and it won't be clean cut material. Absolutely. Nothing edgy. More wasted fucking airtime. And that's kind of like the the, tr- the tragedy <laughs> of the internet right now. You have a lot of stars and I get what you're saying. This is th- not upsetting to me. Even though I'm not as emotive, right? I'm fine with the Will Smith having a YouTube channel as long as guys like Filthy Frank could still come up. But the thing is, guys, if a guy tried to do exactly. what Filthy Frank did, that type of edgy comedy that really pushes the boundaries, right now he would just get bam demonetized. Exactly. He would get per- now YouTube has the power to permanently demonetize your channel. And then if he okay. still got popular anyway, well, that's a and problem, started a- and if obviously. he still got popular anyway and got a Patreon, you know what they would do? They would just start shadow banning him. Lowering him in search results. Exactly. And uh, essentially removing him from the site. Uh, and, and, kind of. His and, his content would still be uploaded, but it would not be shown to It anyone. wouldn't be shown. And that's my point. There's only so many people that they're going to push on YouTube's going to push. Yes. Okay? And now that Conan's on it, and some of these other stars, who do I pick? Do I pick... Independent creators, creators or Conan or O'Brien, Conan O'Brien, who's already a name, and I, I don't have to advertise him. Once I put his picture up, everybody's gonna know him. Fuck the, you know, the independent creator, especially when those independent <laughs> creators can say. Now, do that... you see what I'm trying to say? Well, th- I get that, but I'm just, and, uh, I'm talking about okay. strictly streaming from an RSS feed. I feel like the only people who are gonna tune into the censored content, which is essentially just gonna be longer form interviews. It's, it's not only gonna be, and I'm sorry, anyway, it's not only gonna be on YouTube. It's gonna be on podcasts. It's gonna be on iTunes. It's gonna be on Podbean. It's gonna be everywhere. I know YouTube is a problem for this. They're notoriously and, bad at this, and especially. Um, when you have guys like Filthy Frank coming up, now what people have done... And Fuck it's, Filthy Frank, guys like us coming up. Le- all right, well, He's an independent creator, though. Well, I'm using Was. him as an example of a he well-known independent creator. That, but I'm just Let saying, me, you right, can't get can, the average person out there. Okay. So what I was, what I was trying to say was... Um, now I lost my train of thought. Ah, see? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So when these independent content creators, though, they're coming up, right? Now you have the problem of... Uh, what would uh, ah. what publications have done in the past uh, with the adpocalypse? They took things that YouTubers were saying and they said, "YouTube, do you support these claims?" <laughs> right, right. Yeah. People wrote fucking so letters. Then, they so now YouTube emails. is responsible for what YouTubers say. 
So what they're doing is they're stopping guys like Filthy Frank who make edgy content, <laughs> iDubs. They're demonetizing their content. They're shadow banning their content. <laughs> and they're promoting guys like Conan who won't go rogue, who won't say something, who won't misstep like PewDiePie has in the past, who you know are going to be dependable entertainment assets. Yeah. And that's my problem. I'm fine. I do not begrudge you're, Conan you're, at you're, all you're, for having I a did. podcast. Fuck him. B- I don't. But when you stop independent content creators who are making like content that... It's what people want to see. It's stuff that people want to hear. That's when I have a problem with it. Okay, can I add one more thing? Yeah. Did he suddenly forget what it was like to have a show and have somebody come in and go, that's more popular, with higher ratings, with more fucking money, and with a bigger cock than him, and go, Yikes! you know what? I want I want that show back. Did he forget about Jay Leno I don't know. coming back in going, you know what? I know I said I was going to give you my show. Now, you know what? I know I, I want my show back. That's my Jay Leno. I would venture. And then he takes the fucking show back. And then Conan goes on a fucking two-year fucking depression with a fucking beard wandering the fucking countryside. Huh? Did everybody forget about that? You get so fucking jersey when you're mad. Is it fucking true or not? Is it true? Absolutely. That's what what fucking happened to him. I think you're biased as an independent content creator. Obviously, won't won't doubt it. Won't doubt it. Well, did he forget it was what it was? Did he forget it what it was like to have a show and have somebody go? I don't begrudge you. I don't begrudge. I think people could listen to Conan and listen to us. I don't begrudge him for stealing away listenership yeah, like Cobra Commander. It's just I don't either. It, that's, that's, that's not entirely. I don't the like point. the demonetization that's of content and the promotion of people like Conan. I, I I'm agree. fine if Conan wants that's to exist and have a happen. podcast. Like Joe Rogan existed. He never got promoted by anyone. Yeah. He created a platform and people out. came. He yeah. grounded out. And he came up. Conan's transferring over and they're going to promote him. Exactly. That's when I have a problem. That's when I have a when problem. You're, when you're pulling down Almost so much light that can shine on, on, yeah. on people. No, uh, I don't think there's a set number of podcast listeners like Bitcoin. But I do Especially think... Especially since... Not, not listeners. Not listeners. Spotlight. Spotlight that you can put on... Uh, or or and it's you got to raise, you got to lower some yeah, exactly. content to raise up other content. And it's, that's that, my that's point. my problem. Well, that's yeah. what's gonna happen. You can promote someone. <laughs> I'd be fine with them promoting them and still letting p- independent creators create a platform. Happen. But now you're having. Not only are they deplatforming some people, they're also promoting squeaky clean content over them, and that's when it's a problem. Yes, I think and we uh, that's the whole. Covered it. That's the whole fucking point. Now let's get into Aquaman. Aquaman. The, the movie that's been making uh, tons fucking of money. fucking money. Aquaman out in China had made fucking $500 million. Made all the fucking money. Right it was now, the biggest open in China ever, yes. right? Biggest opening. Really? No, not not biggest movie opening. Biggest superhero movie and uh, an uh, American lease release in China. Yes. It's not the biggest release ever. They had one of their own pictures. So it's actually. the biggest superhero movie opening? Opening yeah, in, in China. In China. Oh, okay. How fucking insane is that? Ma- Mason already fucking hates it. He movie fucking cost two hundred million dollars already. Oh my god! Already, <laughs> at least fan interest for superheroes. Okay, there we go. Come on. Already has made eight hundred and forty-six million dollars. Yes. Already. So he controls fish. Well, I just think it's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I know you are. I just think it's pretty fucking amazing that a movie uh, finally was released by DC that actually did something. and Other than Wonder Woman. And has been released and and has done well. But even a bigger story to me is later this year after the debacle of DC's problem with getting content and films to work, they fired Jeff Johns. They had the killing hour. They got rid of Jeff Johns, Kathleen Kennedy, 
Uh, it was like the not Saturday Kathleen, Night Massacre. She's still around? That's Lucasfilms. Oh, Thank you for playing. I it. forgot. Kathleen Kennedy, she still haunts my dreams because she okayed that garbage trilogy that's on right now. Yeah, the Han Solo. Ryan Johnson fucking my childhood while I'm forced to watch. So they moved. They moved. On Jeffrey a 70 Johns millimeter out. screen, so Jeffrey Johnson went out. Diane Nelson <laughs> went out. And Joan Berg went out. And he, they did bring in Walter Hamada. Now, a lot of people aren't familiar with the name, but they were, they were familiar with the content. His content is all horror-based. He was an executive producer, producer, writer, or sometimes story-bound, story all hands-on in some way for such titles as uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Final Destination 5, uh, 47 Ronin, not a great movie. Won't hold that against him. Uh, Into the Storm, Annabelle, and uh, The Gallows, The Conjuring 2. That's his James Wan connection, The Conjuring Universe, which he was one of the people responsible for bringing him over for Aquaman. Lights Out, Annabelle Creation, and the biggest horror release in history, It. Um, he's come in, they've brought him in, and he's going to trans actually transfer everything and make everything better in DC. And I think it's pretty interesting that he's brought someone from over from Can the Warner Brothers fucking hire someone that has actually read the comics or the characters? That's what I want. I want well, someone who hasn't just read The Dark Knight Returns. I would really like that. Because I feel like every director now is just like, oh, I'll just read that Frank Miller Batman book and I'll make Batman exactly like well, that. Well, oh. Well, they kind of did because you got to remember there's different divisions of Warner Brother Pictures. There's That's Warner Brother Studios. Under it is DC Films and Warner Brothers Creative Division, and that's that's uh, Jim Lee, and he actually wrote and has drawn in a ton of the comics, and also has helped with the content that's going to be made in the DC films. So, I would love to see that. Well, I want to see... He's part of And that. that's why I was so shocked that, like, Jeff John's not doing well with the writing. No. And because Jeff John's... I really liked him when he was writing for Batman. He wrote a Batman stint. He did um, Super Heavy, which is where Batman is supposedly dead. Oh, okay. He comes back. But Jim's, J, um, Jim Gordon, Commissioner Jim Gordon, becomes Batman in a mech suit. Oh, really? It's absolutely <laughs> badass. Well, There's so much cool stuff that happens. So then when Jeff Johns was announced to write, he, oh, he's writing Justice League? I was like, there's a really? chance. So you're, so you're saying there's a chance? And then I saw Justice League, and I was like, okay, they can fire you now. Well, and the thing, too, I'm is they, they didn't fire him totally. They did, like you said, he, he is credited. He still got a writing credit on Aquaman. Aquaman, and they did move him over into the Vision over comics. So he is making he's a all the great money. comic book, writer. and he's still going to be on the platform and working with everything. What so. the fuck was Justice League though, Jeff? If I met him at a con, like we're, we'll probably eventually branch out to going to cons. If I meet Jeff, I'm just going to go, hey, be honest with me. Did Warner Brothers strangle the Justice League script? And then I'm just going to watch the tears form in his Sorry eyes. Sorry about the microphone, guys. It's acting yeah. up. Uh, you know, and uh, up and coming Birds of Prey tag. He was also uh, responsible for that. Uh, Shazam and Wonder Woman uh, 1984 is still on on the back burner, and it's it's moving forward to be coming out. I'm sorry. No, you keep talking. You're good. Okay. So that's what's really going on over at uh, the DC Universe. We got to get our PA on that. Yeah. Where the fuck is he, dude? I'll do it during superhero talk. <laughs> during I superhero talk, know. I love this dude. I've well, tried so hard to get this it's, man it's really into not just superhero talk. It's I really, kind of what's going on. I've really tried hard people. to get him Sorry. into superheroes. No, I'm, I'm forced. Him, I know it's huge. It's I forced deal. him to buy all the Arkham games. Thing that would ignite his love in Batman. He still has not played them. 
I thought I could get him into Superman by making him watch the Justice League original series, uh, the animated series. Uh-uh. He wouldn't watch that. Yeah. Like, he, he's, a f- like, actually not watch. The only thing I got him to see was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, loved yeah. Which he loved. He loved so maybe him. that'll spark a fire that'll actually get him to so learn sw- the... So swinging over into that, that's our next story. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. We just, I just saw it today. It was absolutely fantastic. One of the best pictures out right now. I have never seen anything like it. Love the music, love the drawing, love the characters. Um, $90 million budget. It's at, at already over $230 million. To be honest with you, that's not really the story. I just want everyone to know it's a good picture and they should go see it. Yeah, what the story is is that they've made a movie that was so it, it it didn't have to be blindly loyal to the comics right but it fully encapsulated what the character was yeah and think about spider-man spider-man like that at least i've taken away is that it never matters who's behind the mask no it just matters what it takes to be spider-man right the 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 and virtues that he embodies exactly and, and his will and like th- this movie showed that for me and it showed that they could take a fun twist with a new character and still when you see this guy, this new character who's supposed to be Spider-Man, you're like, oh, my God, he's Spider-Man. Yeah. He definitely he's fills Spider-Man. a good part. And it's because it's of what pretty true he to represents. The comic, though. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not familiar with that comic at all, to be honest with you. But uh, the, the part I did like about it was uh, Miller and Lord. They're the two guys. Uh, and I think Lord was actually responsible for the story. They're producers. Uh, and they were actually fired off uh, uh, another film earlier this year that was released, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. And they were fired, apparently, for trying to do stuff that was too outside the box. Yes, too funny. They said too it, entertaining. They said it was too kooky. It was too Thor Ragnaroky. They were yep. like, you're trying to get really, like, really way too space adventure yeah. cowboys. Woo, woo, woo. These maybe the Solo would have been good then. Exactly. And maybe and it wouldn't have ho- been just, like, it wouldn't have been just mediocre. Uh, it was shit. It was pain. It was, no. It was shit. It was not it was shit. shit. It was not shit. It was shit. It was bland. That's the problem. It was like eating toast with nothing on and it. And I love Ron Howard, but I'm sorry, Ron. This is not your genre. Oh. Uh, uh, it's not. I'll be the first one to admit it. He's tried to do it before. And it Ron has done good movies in the past. <laughs> He's not good, in sci-fi. Movies. He's done fantastic. I think movies. sci-fi is Apollo totally his 13, role. Cinderella Man, uh, uh, Beautiful Mind. Uh, uh, he's done fantastic movies, which I love, uh, but this has just not worked out for him. The real problem behind the whole thing is, I think it's funny that Kathleen Kennedy, the director, and and got rid of these guys, these two guys, and then they go and make one of the most creative, creative projects that, that I've with, ever seen. And, and and on top of that, it's gotten no press, and it's already tripled its budget. It was so good, and it was so fucking good. And she didn't want them interfering with the Star Wars vision. I well, saw it know, for the second time today, it's, and it was. It, her vision is so fucking old and outdated, and that's why that movie didn't work out. And here's how I know that this movie was good. We got back from seeing it. I, this is the second time I saw it as well, and I want to see it again in it was, theaters. Yes, I go see it again. It was fun. It was that's very, how, very that's how good this movie is. You know, and, and it just played well. And it's just funny the fact that uh, it keeps coming back to the same point. Maybe at certain times in a person's career – yeah, you're too old. Things have passed you by. Holy Your ideas shit. are just not any good. See, and I think Kathleen Kennedy, it's uh, time for you to fucking step down. Uh, I always think that I'm the I one do. who says controversial uh, shit. I, I do. Uh, and I'm then sorry. I hear some of your opinions. We all I'm know like, you only kept the job because George put put it in the contract, so you would stay on board and keep working. Holy and I'm really sorry. Shit. And I know it's a shit thing to say, but it's reality. And the bottom line is, you brought back J.J. Abrams to kind of save your franchise. Save your franchise. Do Star Wars Nine. He'll do a great. 
fucking movie. It'll make all the money. How is he going to retcon? He won't. How is he going to retcon all of <laughs> Ryan Johnson's terrible mistakes? And, and he hey, will. Hey, He'll let's have it. a random character of one of the coolest moments in the Star Wars franchise. We'll just ignore. Just a random character. We'll just ignore. She just shows up on the Rebel ship. Oh, you were just so. I funny. was so fucking. I don't even like Star Wars that much. No, you don't. You hate it. I've just seen the movies a bunch, so when I saw that, I, I was like, "Wait!" I, I literally, I ca- I told my friends, I I called my one friend who's a crazy S- Star Wars fan. Yeah, where the fuck did she come? And from? I was like, "Who is this chick? I know. Who's the chick that gets to fly the? She flew the pl- like she should've goes lights in. It should have been Admiral Akbar. That was the perfect. I think it was Angry Joe said that, and I'm like, "Why did not? Why, why didn't he get that egg? We we've all. Said why is it, it just some fans. random character? And then what the fuck? What the fuck was... Never mind. We're not even going to get into it. We're not going to get into it. But this anyway, was a great movie, though. Anyway, so JJ will come back, do Star Wars 9. It'll be fantastic. It'll make a billion and a half dollars. And you know what you can do? You know what you can really do? Uh, let her go and just tell JJ to take over Lucasfilms. I, I, yeah, and I think it's... You especially have so much emotional attachment to this. Because Star Wars was your... How's that sh- word said? Vitriol? Yeah, vitriol. vitriol because Star Wars yeah. and Star Trek were your, like, lifeblood yeah. as a kid. You love that sci-fi. And you've it. just watched her take your childhood nostalgia, pull its pants down, oh, and proceed to fuck it no. until it's dead. Just, until it's dead. She didn't do and that. Honestly, she just squatted over and took a piss. All the love I have for Star Wars is gone now. It dried up. It literally yeah. dried up to the point where yeah. I'm genu- I'm genuinely not excited. We need some, for the next we, movie. We, we and I'll agree with that. We definitely. I loved Rogue you guys One. No, I can't wait. Oh, uh, dude, no, you'll no, probably no. fucking no. fall asleep I in the loved, theater. I, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love JJ's movie. It was it was it was a great recapping to bring everybody back in uh, to the Force Awakens. I loved Rogue One. Absolutely the best Star Wars picture in fucking decades. Uh, Which one is that? That's Rogue One with the with everybody dying and Missed and then Darth Vader at the end. The gapped it. Yep. To to avoid a debate, I will abstain my comments. It was a fucking on, great uh, movie. Rogue One. It was. A I heard fu- it was bad. Right. I heard it. In my opinion, it was <laughs> just all right. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought it was a really the great one before movie. that. Force Awakens was that the one? Yeah. Yeah. I You're like, a little kid, so you probably like that. You like I, that. I like Adam. Driver. I like when they showed yeah. the money on the Falcon. Yeah. yeah he, he, I no, like I when really they showed the I lightsaber. I think Adam Driver did a That's great you. job. I think Adam Driver did a great job. Dude, Adam Driver I think looks he like stole someone. The show. Adam Driver looks like someone tried to draw Keanu Reeves by hand. Wow. Very dark. <laughs> That's a tweet that I saw. I'm, I'm going to be honest. It's not original. But I saw that and I died laughing because it's, it's exactly true. That's my favorite. It literally looks like Keanu Reeves Is with exaggerated really? Exaggerated facial anyway, I just I just thought it was good. But anyway, that's kind of how I feel. Like, <laughs> like a Long Beach caricature. It kind of like sums up exactly karma. You, you fire creative people with and great ideas. And they make something beautiful. And then you try to enforce your will over something and it turns to fucking shit. You know what they say. When one door closes, baby. Another door opens. And then that Jesus will probably take us over to... <laughs> Jesus cracked the window? Yes. Let me see. We yes we gotta far. cover. I don't know if it's far enough down. But I will say, into the Spider Verse, go check it out. Go check it out, guys. It's absolutely a must watch, and you'll like Miles Morales by the end of it. Because I remember seeing the news release where they were like, "Check out the new Spider Man," and I was like, "Fuck this bum ass, not gonna not gonna like this. this is not my Spider Man." But then I watched this and I was like, "Oh, Miles Morales, I think he's a more appropriate Spider Man because Peter I Parker. Like to... Peter Parker is so like." Everyone knows Stale. Peter Parker. Stale. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's exactly. And that's the what word. I liked about Miles. I was watching him. I'm like, Different, I want to know more about him. Me too. 
Like, I genuinely want to see him interact with more people as it goes on. I thought he was a, I've a seen, way more interesting character now. I've seen and expect Absolutely. Peter Parker to act in certain ways, and I don't know how Miles Morales is going to act. And I want to see Again, that. again, what did I say? Things stick around too long, and they do become old and stale. Kathy. And now, oh. he moved in Miles. I like how you call her the clo- colloquial... Kathy instead of Kathleen. Kathleen. Yeah. And, and, and now. <laughs> your old gal pals. We, we brought in. We brought well, you're in calling a her new character. Old. Kit Kathy. We brought in Kat a new Kat. character and now it's much better. Kathy Boo. Yes. So that'll take us into Netflix. I don't know if you guys have heard this. This is really, really fun to me. Netflix. Uh, well, here's the, the the thing they put on the front of Infinity Wars, okay? And I, I thought this was funny. I don't know if you guys do. The description? The description. Superheroes amass to stop an intergalactic psychopath. Well, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but a bunch of fucking trolls. I'll do it. Invader, annihilator, so-called savior. As Thanos moves ever closer to omnipotence, the fate of the universe rests with the Avengers. Well, that's what Netflix, basically after a bunch of fucking trolls, people who haven't seen the sun maybe too too many days, put on furry costumes. In many moons. Hey, don't begrudge They the need furries. to fucking go outside and see some sunlight, get some air. Just maybe random some shots of the fury. Dude, freshness on their face and get a fucking life. You do not want the fury they, of... They did nothing but email and go fucking go full Dude. bore at Netflix because they didn't want Thanos being called a psychopath. You do not want the fury you, of the furry community. But, we got to be careful with that oh, shit. Okay. But do you believe the fact that all these fucking people emailed and texted and fucking went at fucking Netflix to get that changed? Uh, he is a psychopath. He wants to wipe out half the population of every planet. Well, no, they, they pointed out the definition of psychopath is somebody without any, any, any fucking feeling or loss he oh, barely or sympathy. had any. He I guess, yeah, bro. I, I mean, and plus, like, it's an irrational. It's an irrational quest he's on. Hey, like science disproves the fact that killing half the population is better for the environment. Hey. You, you can fully utilize the resources. That's been disproven. They need to stop. Go outside. So he literally is a psychopath. See the sky. Get some fucking air. Take off the costume. Hey, maybe check out. Say hello to a girl. And Netflix, fucking shame on you. These are edgelords who Hi, focus. They, they're nitpicking edgelords who are just like, ooh, know. I'm going to try to get someone you, to Shame on you, Netflix, for being fucking uh, spineless those motherfuckers. Are the fu- those are the people who always tell you to fucking call your senator, I bet. The people yeah. who emailed them Netflix, about Thanos. how much fucking money do you really need? You know? We got it. We got to turn. You're around. turning on Netflix recently. Well, I mean, really, how much fucking no- you can't say no to a fucking few trolls. You got to go. Oh, oh, ten people emailed us. We got to change the crazy this fucking summation. That's the crazy thing I found out. Like, ten people can start a trend on the internet yeah. that'll literally bend a fucking multi-billion-dollar corporation exactly. over a fucking barrel. A fucking worldwide corp. Like, Actually, these down uh, to their fucking these knees. ten neckbeards started a trending tag, and Are now you, it's picked up steam. I, out of your fucking. Mine? Social media, so much because of that. No, just all of it. Oh, I my mean, God. that's that time to go on a cliche rant about how it. Uh, I just think that's dilutes up. human hey, interaction. Hey, Is that what? hey, <laughs> hey? You know what? If that's the case, let's get another fucking seven people. Daredevil was a good fucking season three. Let's get it. Oh, back. you want to call Barnett beard? Yeah, yeah, and if they're fucking that that a fucking afraid, hey, fuck you. I Bring Daredevil back, or I'm gonna fucking write some horrible the fucking message. The idea behind it is fantastic, but I think it is cancerous for our society. Yeah. Jesus Christ! 
You know what? I like Tuesday. social media. I do too. I do. I, I like do. it a lot. I do. I like it better than some fucking guy sitting on a teleprompter telling me what he wants me to hear. Nope. I'd prefer that. <laughs> well, no, no, now it's all. It's not apolitical anymore. So. Well, I. Just, <laughs> yeah, I, just I turned into Fox News. They're gonna tell me how much of a cuck I am. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think it's. Oh boy. Up. Or they'll they'll interview a liberal and they always it's like they do a casting call for them because it's a kooky cat lady. I'm like, this is not an accurate depiction. This is not. Yeah, it's a cartoon character. And then you put on CNN and it's like all they do is lie and they fucking carry guns. And, hey, and if all sides are insane. And yeah, if you exactly. do want to fix some things on Netflix, here's here's some fucking things you can fix. How about stop. The this fucking is the commercials. angry episode. Hey, 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 stop the fucking commercials. Stop rerouting me to shit I don't want to say. Okay. You have to show the camera that because he wrote fuck, <laughs> fuck in all caps. I did. Right it twice. I don't like it twice. Hey, stop fucking commercials. Stop hitting me. Uh, stop rerouting me to shit I don't want to fucking yeah, see. Yeah, they'll put on trailers for shit that had nothing, nothing. to do with the movie you're watching. What the we, fuck? We were watching a movie and they put on some kind of fucking cake war show yeah. after like a had horror nothing movie. Nothing to do with it. I'm like, Netflix, what is this? Uh, you know what? I don't, do I have to real st- still keep hitting the button to keep the fucking shows rolling? What the fuck? It's chaos. Well, they're worried that you fell asleep. They don't want to artificially inflate their numbers. Yeah. Let it fucking roll, bitches. Hey, you know what? Hey, we don't need to see any more foreign comedians. They're not that fucking funny. They're not that, yes. there. They're not that fucking they funny. That sounds... That, that sounds... I'm going to... Stop! They're not funny. I'm they're going to funny. explain what you're saying. I'm distancing myself Be, from that opinion. Yeah, because uh, that sounds... Flagrantly offensive. I'll explain. I'm sorry if it's flagrantly offensive. I'll explain what he means. How many fucking comedians, really? Here's. Really? I'll explain really? what he means. Uh, the thing is that foreign comics. I love what he's got to explain. How that. music slowly disseminates across countries. Comedy's done the same thing. Where we've been cultivating comedy in America for a very really long time. For me? No. Yeah. No, I'm not apologizing. I'm explaining what you mean. Eh. So we've <sighs> cultivated comedy and had a lot of different types of jokes in America for a very long time and those jokes are slowly being disseminated to different countries and they're just repeating them again so you'll watch a Malaysian comedian for instance and they're just repeating and it'll be a reha- 20 years ago it'll be a rehash of material that comedians did in the 1970s yeah. here yeah exactly and that's he's not saying that foreign comedians are inherently bad he's saying that the material is derivative it's old it's derivative I agree what's up with the Queen's Christmas speech huh? oh he's just going right through it right through it <laughs> what is up with and, it? And you know what? Then just stop writing summations. Her fucking about. dresses match her hats. Dude, the queen. Right. Did you hear that bet about her? That someone made a bet of uh, her dying before Valentine's Day. Oh no! I there's a massive this. bet on the internet apparently where there's a certain date. How old is she? Like 114. Oh, she's 92, so 93. She's 96. so old. And she eats say. like chocolate cake every day. She's officially in her fuck it phase where you just get sold that you're like, just give me a fucking hookah and give me some crack and a chocolate yeah, isn't cake. Her, isn't her net worth like astronomical? Four hundred, uh, $390 million personal net for worth. what? Being Jeez. alive? Living? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Reigned for 66 years. The fucked up part about that, That's I feel it is the rained. really fucked up part. Reigned. Figurehead. She's a fucking figurehead. Well, here's the scary part. Dundee it's a figurehead's shit. worth $400 million living in a $1.1 billion palace. It's ridiculous. Don't ask she gives, she gives two speeches a year and yeah. knows how to use her second soup spoon. And that's why people look up to her. It's absolutely asinine. Don't at me. I'll fuck you up, dude. It's literally, it's the claim to authority. 92. Fallacy. It's fucking bullshit. 
Nine to two. Well, and the scary part is about the whole thing is she gives this Christmas speech from the fucking up. palace. Dude, I'm actually sitting in a in a gold leaf chair. I wish I can't find the fucking picture. That bitch right knows now. how to accessorize it, though. I'd smash. in front of a gold right on that a gold mouth. plated fucking cha- uh, piano in the background. Look at the pearls. Wait, so she's sitting in like a throne room? Oh, basically. I got a fucking phone. Full it. head of hair. Ninety two. The most opulent storehouse. Let me let's actually talk about the story, <coughs> Go ahead. Matt. While Mason tr- uh, tries to explain how he'd fuck the queen, because that's nice. Well, I would start by brushing her cheeks, and then I'd move to her earlobes, get those nice and warmed up. <laughs> yeah, a woman's a woman's erogenous dude. Old ladies, I think it, the way to make them come is just blowing on their ears. Yep. Oh, here it is. And then Here's after the I'm done, I'm, after I'm done just, rubbing her earlobe, I'm gonna move like, my oh, hand. I'm gonna move my hand to the back of her. This neck. is the speech. Let her feel my power. Jesus! This is the speech I, I want everybody to see. This Look is what she sits on in front of TV. Estate. Hey, your country has a 50% tax base. Uh, their their social programs are blowing up. People are not happy. Uh, your unemployment's a little high, and I know that a lot of people love. But we the want queen. socialism here, guys. Right? Holy uh, shit! I, no, 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 it's not that. The most and this divisive is not episode. Ever <laughs> and I do, I do want to say Two this. Two hours in. I love watching Socialism stories about <laughs> the royal family. Watch the wedding, but you know what? I kind of have a problem with, okay? And this is your, this is the people of that country saying it. Uh, I pay a lot in taxes. It's hard to make a living, and she's and she's telling you how to be jovial, jovial, and she's when you're struggling to me. buy presents for your kids. That's her Christmas. That's be- that's her Christmas room. You ungrateful fucks. And, and I'm getting I'm getting gifts. And this is one quote: I'm getting gifts from my kids from the dollar store. Meanwhile, she's sitting with a gold plate piano. I get it, but isn't like Britain based off of a class system? Not like, they love that shit. It's, it's all a about figurehead, like, like Mason said. British people love to be posh. Like it's still there though. I love how it is. half of America's shows on fucking HGTV are just posh British people coming over here to tell us how much of a fucking slob we are. Like literally, there's so many like home porn shows. Have you ever seen those? Where it's like no, not not. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> HGTV porn, where it's I like, know. oh sure yeah, we need geez. a nice. Uh, when people walk into your backyard, it should be like they're walking into a resort, darling. This is atrocious. You have houses lying, at, and it's like, okay, bro, fuck off. At least right? I have rights. What are you living in a flat, dude? You probably live in like a two room in London. Meanwhile, she's living in a giant house in a Texas. billion dollar palace. It's she's living in a billion dollar palace. Oh, yeah. It's a nice piano back there. Yeah, gold plated. It's like the perfect. So, do you think she likes it straight up mesh or from behind? She likes the closeness. <laughs> the closeness of missionary. <laughs> you want to look into dude, her eyes? Dude, I'm afraid if I fucking. Fuck no, dude, <laughs> dude, I'm going to do that thing where I'm you're looking genuinely... in between someone's eyes, but it looks like you're looking in the eyes. <laughs> dude, I'm wow, genuinely afraid. Dark. If I fucking. She's got a if I laid on top eyes. of that bitch, I think she dies within the minute. You for sure. <laughs> huh? Come on, man. She would just be like. It's Cameron, get off. And then, I just, just one quick, and then I just feel her lungs collapse. A quick exhale, and then you can just feel her, the life leave her body. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of fucking bizarre and She ironic. looks like she would get cold fast. That people were just like going crazy about yeah, it. Exactly. And then, of course, they had a whole bunch of people who love the fucking royal family chiming in right two days later going, well, what do you expect? We we want our monarchs to look like this. You want them to... A monarch? Dude... 
as an American, oh, anyone says, anytime My someone says monarch, crawls. I literally I go like, ew. You, Fought to oh, prevent so you, it. So you, many people died. I mean, and that's the thing. Think about it. I that's mean, why we had the Revolutionary War. Fuck that. I know. Did, it's different. If and then you, people if, say socials, and I'm like, but the wars. Dude, Bernie Sanders is kind of cool. Anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, he seems polite. <laughs> Moving on. Really? Hashtag never get power. Hashtag. Hey, 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 guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Stop being divisive. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Holy crap. <laughs> Hashtag apolitical. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. Right, Mason's definitely going after the comments tonight. Guys, it's 3 a.m. Fuck you. But Whoa. Really? Not guys. You, the listener. What an okay. absolutely crazy show tonight. We covered so many fucking topics. <laughs> I'm going to close the book uh, on that one. First, if you sorry. guys didn't get your fill of Cancelly Won't Sleep for the week off of this, I don't know what will give you the fill. I mean, we went from fucking esports to the queen's dried up ass giving a speech in what I assume to be her sitting room. There's no TV in there. What no, do they do in that room? room. You walk w- with it. one of the, I guess, 20 trees. If she doesn't know how to play the piano, that is the most pretentious photo. Dude, rich people just have rooms that they just, it, there's nothing they visit, in there. They walk you just, by them. You walk by it. Only rich people can afford this much nothing, dude. Exactly. There's anyway. nothing in that room that's of interest other than the piano. I just what are you, was... fucking Liberace? Why is it so it ostentatious? Hey, but you know what? Watch The Crown on Netflix. <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> it but is a great guys, show. If you want to check us out on social media, hit us up at Can't Sleep uh, CSWS Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. CSWS Podcast. And, and Kathy, if you want to, you know, do that interview. Yes. I'm available, Kathy, but it won't soften. It won't soften my opinion. DM us. I'll give you my number. Yeah, sure. it's not Kathleen Kenny. It's just not. I'm not. Angry it's not Joe. working out. I'm for not you. angry, Joe. But thanks for checking out, guys. We'll see you on the next Can't Sleep Won't Sleep. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to the program.